in a studio that's in a basement comes the epic story of how two friends changed the future of the movie podcast game forever. The reviews are in. Boys Life magazine gives the High Psy podcast four and a half acorns. The Daily Bugle says, these guys are super legit. And Pope Francis declares the podcast as life-affirming. From the kid who tried to get smart with David Spade and got fucking old. You're still out. You're still back. And the guy who can name all four Baldwin brothers. Alec, William, Daniel, and the baby boy, Stephen. Live from the studio of his parents' basement. The Have You Seen It Podcast. Welcome back to the Have You Seen It Podcast. Uh, this this is a special episode for two reasons. Oh. I think... Two reasons? Two. First off, uh, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Neither one of us have our laptops or computers Oh, today. yeah. Well, yeah. I wasn't going to mention it. This is This is insane. First, first, your computer doesn't work because your charger broke for the second time. For the second time, yeah. We come back into the studio today, and my computer is completely shit the bed. The Wi-Fi yeah. will not work. Nothing will work on my computer. So we are we are uh, summoned to use our phones. Yeah, which is brutal. I, I don't like this. It doesn't. No, feel right. but again, we also are just just getting off of seeing the Irishman. So we are, we are hot. And we off of it. could I not help but just still do it have anyway. goosebumps. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we we got a little a uh, little insider a little before the release. Uh, we, uh, look, I'm not trying to say that we're a big deal, but yeah. we're kind of a big deal. We got an early screening of the Irishman. <laughs> Scorsese did uh, a Q Personally yep. uh, invited us to his uh, New York loft. He did. We had a personal. We had a nice dinner pers- with him afterwards, and then we and had a Q and A just yeah. with us. Just with us. <laughs> just with us. Not like an audience Q and A, but. Just no. a very intimate yeah. Q&A. And he sat us down. He looked us in the eyes, which we can both confirm this. Yeah. And he, he looked said, us both in the eyes, your which podcast is a difficult thing has, to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Both at the same you time. split your eye. two eyes. He has that Pennywise. Uh, he does. The attribute. Yeah. I That's think it's good. cataracts. But... It's not good. Whatever <laughs> no. it is. Especially Sorry, at that age. Eyes. No. No. no, no, no it's, it's alarming more than anything. But, uh, yeah. but he looked us dead in the eyes and said, your podcast has influenced my films. <laughs> Since you guys have been for around. 30 years. For 30 years. And that's what he said to us. So, yeah. Uh, that's Even why though we've only today. been doing this podcast, what, a year and a half? Uh, maybe two, two, and years, a half years. two and a half years. Yeah. yeah so, uh, and I don't think he's came out with a movie since then. No. <laughs> so he, we so, had, he was so mesmerized so by this podcast. He said, you know what, guys? I just want to tell you, you guys are doing a great work. Yeah. And that's why I want to take you out to dinner and give you a personal Q&A. And we said, Mr. Scorsese, thank you very much. We appreciate this time. But we're busy. But we're busy. <laughs> we guys. have a lot of We can't of do this again. This was a special occasion, but look, our schedule's packed. Yes, so. three and a half hours. Yeah, three and a half hours. That is the longest movie experience I have ever had. And I've seen some long ones. Yes. Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Wolf of Wall Street was three hours. It was. People often forget that because that did not seem like a three-hour movie when I was in the no, theater. because that movie was so good. Yeah, it was. It was so funny. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, this is a in Martin Scorsese's longest movie ever. It is. He said, if I'm going to do it and this is going to be my last gangster film, presumably. Quote, unquote. Who knows? Then uh, 
then I'm just making as long as I fucking want. You guys are going to sit here and watch the entire thing no matter what. He's, he just said, fuck it. This will go on forever if I need it to be. And let me tell you, I am fine with that. I am okay with it. I could have watched another two and a half hours. I, I think like, if he came out with a nine-hour movie, people would be like, oh, well. Okay, that's uh, understandable. <laughs> it's Let's understandable, watch it. absolutely. Yeah. Because, yeah, I... Uh, because it didn't feel like three and a half hours. It did not. not we had all. a pretty packed audience. Goodness gracious. In all seriousness, yeah. the Hollywood theater was packed. It was. For, for a, a 215 uh, showing on, on a Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. In a three fair. and a half hour long movie. Yes. The guy that was getting that was getting our, our drinks and tickets and everything, the guy the guy next to him was asking, he's like, so have you saw, seen it yet? And the guy was like, no, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> Did you hear him? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> and the guy that was serving me guy, was just shaking his head. He was like, "What is wrong?" And I'm like, "How did you hire that man?" He's like, "Yeah, I looked at uh, Scorsese's filmography, and he's the, like, the movies are really, really for fan. me." Yeah, the fact that you had to go in and look to see what this Martin Scorsese has done, like he had no idea. Like I've heard of him. Like, Let ah, me see. That what sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah, let's see what. Uh... Oh, a taxi driver. That might be interesting. But yeah, the guy was like. Uh, it's like, yeah, they're not really for me. Yeah. The guy, the guy was serving me was shaking his head just, just in disbelief. Yeah. I was just laughing. I'm like, how the fuck did he get a job here? I don't know. They'll hire anyone these days. Well, I know to get a job at the Hollywood Theater, you have to actually know movies. Well, yeah, I'm to assuming. Get, to get, uh, yeah, because I've seen the, I've seen the, uh, them hiring before. But yeah, I don't know how that guy fucking squeaked through. Mm-mm. He would squeak through the cracks. Yeah, he did. did not. Somehow. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to well, see it. Well, the pizza guy, too, when I got pizza, I was like, hey, have you seen The Irishman yet? He's like, no, nah, I haven't got a chance. I'm like, are you? He's like, I might swing by in the weekend, but I'm the pizza. He literally said this. He goes, I'm the pizza guy, so I'm making pizza all the time. I don't have time to go see the movie. I'm not the fucking movie guy. <laughs> I make the, the fucking pizza. I'm the fucking pizza guy. Get out of here. Who the fuck you think I'm it Tony is? I'm Tony Pizza. I mean, they don't call me Tony Pizza. They don't call me Tony Movie. I'm not in the fucking making movies. God. <laughs> Why'd you get the fuck out of my lobby? Well, yeah, what, what does that mean? I don't know. You think mailman can't stop you, <laughs> mailman? That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, okay. You can only one thing in this world? Come on. I'm the pizza guy. Come on, pizza guy. Yeah, man. I I mean, I'd be in there. I would have been in there for showing. It's the only theater in fucking the Anywhere. S- two states that we live yeah. in that is showing this movie. So for people not to be excited as we were, I was kind of taken Strange. back by yeah. that. Yeah, it's a it's an event. It uh, is an event. It's an event for the ages. For them to get back, you know, Pesci, De Niro, and Al Pacino. And Al Pacino. Well, not to get first time with Al Pacino with well, Mark Scorsese, yes. but then for Good to point. get those all those heavy hitters. But yeah, they're they're the quintessential. Oh yeah. mobster. The fact that Pacino's never man. worked with Scorsese before is mind blowing. It's baffling. I mean, me. they came yeah. up right at the, the both when they were both peaking, you know, in mm-hmm. the seventies and the eighties and everything. But uh, yeah, for them to never be in a movie together. Although I think Pacino was hard to uh, work with, <laughs> which is hard to get him on set in yeah. the '70s and the '80s. Yeah, because because uh, a lot of cocaine. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of nose candy. Yeah, he. Uh, he but Pacino in this movie is very restrained. That yeah, but he was kind of over the top. He was kind of a little bit. Yeah, at but times, not over the top for Pacino. No. <laughs> Not at all. Not not heat over the top. You know, <laughs> she's got a great ass. Great ass. In the middle of that restaurant. I know. It's like everyone's looking around. Oh, like, even the extras are like, <laughs> it's a little excessive. Is this guy really the actor here? What's going on? But uh, but yeah, man, for them to yeah. get all those people and them and that to have it a three and a half hour long movie, it is a it's an event. It is. You should shut down the goddamn town and make everyone go and watch this. Cause you should. Most likely, this is their last movie together. It I is mean, their it's, last movie. It's for Pacino's sure. last movie for sure. 
yeah. 50 times is what... What's well, Joe Pesci's last movie. Well, that's what I meant. Sure. I mean, that's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry, Pesci, yeah. 50 times is the number that they say he said no for this movie. Which is crazy. Yeah. Because he did a great job in this, too. It's like he never oh, left. Oh, he was fucking... He did not miss a beat, no, man. A totally, a totally different Pesci than what we're used to. Very different. But he just fucking killed it. I mean, in my opinion, I think he was one of the best. Robert De Niro gives an amazing performance. He does. I mean, everyone. I feel like you can give anyone an Oscar in this. Oh, I agree with that. For sure. <laughs> I mean, those three guys, how do you And determine? of course, Jesse Plemons was in this. <laughs> yeah. Did he even have a line? He's what he said, I, one he word, said a few I think. words, yeah. yeah but not and even many. Anna Anna Paquin, who plays uh, Robert De Niro's daughter. Mm-hmm. She was yeah, an me. Oscar winner. Uh she said what two things? I think so. I kept yeah, I kept very... waiting for her to talk, and then she never talked. Well, that's the thing too. Like I was I was expecting more out of that character. Yeah, so was and I. Like it was just every time we saw it, it was like for two seconds at a time, and I was yeah. like, okay, that's kind of weird. But it was kind of the the hidden restraint that made her character very powerful. Every every scene that seemed she was in, it just seemed like it, it took something from the room or whatever. Just definitely. She, I mean, from from right at the start, she knew what her dad was doing. I mean. She was every time he looked at her, you could tell that she was just fucking. I mean, that will happen when you bring your when you bring your daughter down to beat the shit out of the local local grocer. Uh Well, that's why Russell. I mean, she knew even when she was eleven. That's why Russell was Joe Pesci's and he knew immediately too. Yeah, he knew or she knew. That's why she never liked him. Oh, and Russell, there's something about your daughter she doesn't really like. Well, and Russell knew as well. I think I think Mm -hmm. because he saw. I mean, because he knows so many mafia guys, and he knows he knows what it does to your family. Yeah. And he knew, I think he knew immediately that. Because he told him, he's like, you gotta be close, you gotta be close. And uh, he doesn't really get it. But uh, but yeah, what did you think, Mason, of this three and a half hour adventure we it. went on? I loved it. It was a masterpiece. When people were saying it's a masterpiece, it really was. It was It was awesome. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, it was different. I think from the Scorsese that we're used to. Yeah, I mean, it, it still had those those quick, quick, quick. Mm-hmm. You know, those those yep. really great editing, really great, and everything happening so quick. But then it, it had those moments also where it slowed down really, really. A lot. But I loved it. Mm-hmm. I love those slow scenes. It just it was really different though from what we're used to, at least Definitely. from gangster films from Scorsese. Because right. Scorsese can do a slow movie, but his gangster films are usually. You know, one beat after other, other, but this one slows down, and I I enjoyed those moments where it slowed down. It gave you kind of a chance to uh, catch your breath a little bit and to take it all in. Oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. In the atmosphere and everything, man, it's that's what's so great about going to a Scorsese film is you feel like you're fucking in the fifties, in the sixties, in the seventies. That's one thing I wanted to say on this. Like you felt the atmosphere, like when they went to the bowling alley. Yeah. Everything was just like that bright, like, you know, that tainted bright pink. Yeah, that you can only get like, in the fucking yes. 60s or 70s or whatever. Or even when that he was, whole bowling alley just looks 60s. Yeah. Even when he was driving around, uh, we'll get into it later, but when he's driving around, when he's uh, when he's looking at the, the place he's going to bomb out, the laundry place. Mm-hmm. You know, he's driving around, and it was, it was real slow, but I love that scene, man. Yes. Because it feels just so 70s and, like, 60s or whatever. <laughs> and all the, all the gas and stuff and the dynamite, the TNT sticks in the back yeah, of the Yeah, what, what did he call that? He, uh, oh, he called it candy. Candy, yes. Because uh, you'll need candy. Because remember when he's bumming the taxis, the guy's like, who the hell's candy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was good at what he did. Uh, yes, sure. he but was. I was saying before, it's just crazy all the people that he rubbed shoulders with. You know, Jimmy Hoffa, fucking all those politicians and everything. And crazy the reach and pull that the mob had. My God, you just, you never get used to it. They were killing presidents. Yes, they were. And getting away with it. <laughs> and Scotch no one free. could touch them. Yeah. It was, they could do 
anything at the height of their power they controlled every single it's crazy to me that they ever lost power power yeah something had to go really wrong for them to lose power because they had a ton of it i think it was just the change of the times man people started doing the crimes on the books now Mm -hmm. we just have big business i mean big business is our mom now i mean exactly you think about the corruption in that era man everyone was fucking corrupt jfk man he got elected because of the mob and to say that, I mean, yeah, and it's crazy. And to say that his death had nothing to do with the mob or the CIA or anything. It definitely did. There's no question nutty. about it. Imagine yeah. living in that time and knowing that you're, it been you wild. can't do anything. Yeah, I mean, remember, we, really we live in the we Jeffrey in Epstein time, area yes. where we know Jeffrey Epstein was murdered. But we know that. Imagine that being your fucking president. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. It, it is. is fucking wild. And, you know, and they killed Jimmy Hoffa, who they were saying in the movie, his... It was the president, then it was and Jimmy, then Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa. Everyone fucking mm-hmm. knew he's big as Elvis. Everyone knew Jimmy Hoffa, and they killed him like it was nothing. And he disappeared. No one. Mm-hmm. And today, well, they killed him. We don't know he was killed. I guess. Yeah, he's definitely killed. I mean, <laughs> has he ever? Has he ever turned up <laughs> to say hello? No, no not a single time. Not once. Has a single. Has he sent a single Christmas card my way? So I'm assuming he's dead. Assuming he's no longer with us. No. Well, I guess we can't say he's dead because they did end up declaring him dead in the eighties. No body or anything. They just said, "Yeah, this guy ain't coming back." No, never. He ain't popping up. But, uh, but yeah, I thought that was a uh, just wild, you know. And it, this movie spans such a crazy long time period. We have to talk about the de aging technology in this movie. Yeah, let's do it. It looked fucking fantastic. Robert De Niro looked like he looked in Goodfellas. You know, I'd have to agree with that, too. Like, I saw some back and forth. Some people liked it. Some people didn't like it before we saw the film. But I didn't have a problem with it at all. There I it is, looked really good. It looked a hundred yeah. times better than straight-up CGI. One hundred percent. It looked real to me. There wasn't a single moment where I thought, oh, this just looks... And they did it with everyone. They did it with Al Pacino. They mm-hmm. did it with Pesci. They did... It was fucking amazing. It it's, was. It's setting the bar for how movies are going to do it now. Why do CGI if you have that? And apparently it was one of the first movies to do it where they just, no mo- no motion capture or anything. It was just a camera, then computers on the side of when they were doing a de-aging. They would just de-age it after, and it was just actors acting. Yeah. It was That's amazing. That's why you gotta do it. It looked so incredibly good. I couldn't believe it. 30 years younger. You know, all those guys are 70. <laughs> yeah, they're old. Every single one of them is 70 yeah. years old. And they played 40-year-olds. Yeah, 40, 45. Sh- I mean, it showed uh, Robert De Niro right at the start when he's first delivering, you know, trucks before he's in the he mob or whatever. Great then. He was, he's got to be like 30 or 40 mm-hmm. in that. I could well, not believe Well, same with Pesci, too, when he's that. like leaning over yeah. the truck. And he's helping him fix his... That uh, was kind of a moment where I was like, yeah. it was almost the uh, they shall not grow old moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where, you know, <laughs> where that, and we're like... From, from, yeah. From like and you can't see their face second, at all. It's all distorted and awful, and then it goes from But it, ha- it had to have been cup. similar technology in my mind, yeah. where it's it had to have been. And that's, that is what I love about filmmaking. It's not going too far into the CGI aspect, but just, just enough to make your be- movie better. But... Mm-hmm. That looked incredible, man. I couldn't believe it. And that makes sense because of the budget was $100 million. Wasn't it like two? I thought it was like 200 Well, $100 a million was what they set it at. But I, yeah, I it heard it went I heard it went way over it. 160 yeah. is uh, what, what what this source says. And here. that's what made Paramount drop them and everyone because they said, though, the budget and the length is too fucking long. Luckily, luckily, Netflix. Even though Netflix kind of fucked it up with the whole distribution of theaters and everything. I know. 
I would have loved to see this on a GXL, but I got to say, all credit to Hollywood Theater. I like their their theater there. It wasn't bad. Well, it's crazy. The screen looked just fine. This is shot on film, 35 millimeter. So for them to do that and then de-age film, it's not digital. So it's what a fucking feat. It looked amazing. Yeah, it did. You can't beat 35 millimeter. No. You can't. Be, I take that over digital any day, but it's still that just lays how incredible it was for the de-aging. I couldn't believe it. I was stunned. Yes. Oh, Scorsese. You think this old man doesn't have any more tricks up his sleeve? Oh, God. He's full of them. He... And if you look at his like IMDb, it's wild because he's like working on like six other projects right now. Oh, well, yeah. And he produced The Joker. Or he was going to produce. He ended up dropping out late. But man, that, that movie had Scorsese written all over it. Should we get into it in the thick of the plot? Yeah, let's do it. Should we dive into you it? You know, he's directing a, a film called Roosevelt. Which is about uh, about about. uh, Theodore. (laughs) No, well, there's two Roosevelts to be fair. Franklin D. Roosevelt. There's a lot more than two. Roosevelt presidents. No, but there's a lot more than two Roosevelts. Oh well, yes, but I mean, I'm assuming it would be one of the two presidents. It's uh, yeah, it's about Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah. Uh, Old Teddy. He was a fucking bull. He's a wild man. He was a bull for sure. (laughs) He was a lot different than old. FDR. It's so wild to me that like Scorsese has gone through his whole career and has only won one Oscar. That's just that's that's crazy. Yeah. And he does so much more than gangster films. That's just the first thing that people remember. But mm-hmm. he did, he's done so much more. I mean, he's pretty much stopped doing gangster films after uh, Goodfellas. He's been damn near nominated for every gangster film he's ever had. He's just never won. Oh yeah, people do not like rewarding gangster films no. for they don't they people don't like awarding uh, overly violent movies or the Academy does. I don't say people because people fucking yeah, people love, love it, but people, people support it. Yeah, because they're all fucking not the old Academy. ass boomers. Someday though, there'll be someone younger than seventy on the on the fucking <laughs> Academy, and they'll be able to determine a good movie for once I in their goddamn life. But Jesus Christ, yeah. Well, anyways, it starts out with old old Frank Sheeran, played by uh, Robert De Niro, and he has no relation to Ed Sheeran. None. I looked it up, although they are both Irish. They are, to be <laughs> fair, so there could be some bloodline hidden in there. There might be. Somewhere. There might be. What we know about the Irish. We gotta, what we they gotta love do is fuck. we gotta, yeah, we gotta, we gotta <laughs> <laughs> they love the drink. <laughs> they do. We gotta sit old Frank down on a piano, see if he can play. Well, you're gonna have to dig him up. Oh, okay, he's dead. Because spoiler, he actually did die. <laughs> he died a But uh, did not die. He died of natural causes, which... Kind of blew me away that anyone uh, dies of natural causes living this kind of life. Because that's what the whole story is about, right? This movie is about, it's not about the gangster, but it's about what gangster life does to your life. Yes. And how. Entirely. Well, and what it does to your family life, what it does to your personal yeah. life, like all of it. And that's what's different than other Scorsese films, because it really does, it shows you how, I mean, they lived, they lived a short amount of time, but they lived, I mean, for just for that short amount, they burned hot. Well, especially the last like 45 minutes of this film, I felt very somber. It was just like sad and kind of like, yes, he's kind of looking back on his whole life and I I wouldn't say regretting it, but in a way, trying to make some sort of amends for it. Well, that, I mean, we'll get into it later, but that, the whole last hour with him having to go and, you know, to Jimmy Hoffa and Mm -hmm. that being his, one of his only friends, you know, his entire career was uh, built on killing people he didn't know. 
Yeah. And that's why he was so good at it. When he was his bodyguard on top yeah. of that. For me. And they were really good friends. Yeah. But, and the, but that whole last last act, I guess you can call it because the movie was so long, but that whole last act was just heartbreaking. It was tough. It was very, it was brutal to watch how just hard it was for him to go and do that and how uh, how Pesci's character knew he had to do it mm-hmm. or it, it wouldn't get done. Would, yeah, no. Who else would That's have done tough it? love. Yeah, it is. That is uh, tough love. When your best finest. friend is making you murder one of your other best friends, that is tough love. But again, he he told him, you know, it was either him or them. You know, they would have just got fucking killed anyways. Oh, even though they end up going to prison, but uh, but yeah, yeah so because Hoffa knew Hoffa knew something that they didn't know. Oh yeah, and that's why like and that's Hoffa, why they all went what an idiot Hoffa was. I mean, he was just stubborn. He had it all. Stubborn as a mule. He got out of prison. He, I mean, he could have just retired. He could. It was never about. Just, it was never about money. It was never about money. It yeah. was about the power of being like the president. The and I understand he was the leader of the Teamsters for almost thirty years, and that was the largest union in the world. Right. The largest fucking union. So I mean, that's like being king, and then <laughs> them taking the king title and saying, "No, you can't have it anymore." You know, once you're king, you you, you can't go back to being a fucking no. Peasant. You die on the throne. Kind yeah, of thing. exactly. And he was willing to die on the throne. Well, he did. <laughs> well, he wasn't even really on the throne by then. No, yeah, he was. He, he was trying to get from back. Grace, and, and he was trying to get back on top. So the first scene, it's it's uh, Frank Sheeran, and he's in the nursing home, and he's recounting his life as a as a momster, really, and also as a World War II vet too. Yeah, and also a leader of a Teamster union. That was the main thing that he was mm-hmm. known for back then. But uh, but yeah, so it's 1950s, and this is before he's joined the mob. And again, it's young De Niro. He's out. He's slinging dick. He's doing all kinds. Oh, yeah. he's, he's delivering meat, slabs of meat in the 50s. That was a huge business back then. I've, it was. <laughs> 90% of workers <laughs> were, were just shipping meat. But uh, but he's doing what any good truck driver does. He's skimming a little off the top, you know. Well, that's what you got to do. You know, you got to make a little extra money. Oh yeah, man. You know, and he's and he's part of the union uh, right off the bat. You know, he already has that connection to Hoffa. But yeah, he's skimming. You know, once in a while, a truck of meat goes missing. Who's to say? Who's the? I gr- don't know where it goes. <laughs> I'm just a truck. What driver. am I? You know, I gotta I gotta keep count of every fucking steak I, I deliver. What do you want me to do? Yeah. But they immediately uh, <laughs> they fire catch him. on to it. Yeah. Fire him, and uh, they send him to. Uh, well, they fire him, and then, of course, because he's part of the union, someone there gets to uh, defend him. Because mm-hmm. when you're a union, you, know, you can't get fired. And who better than uh, Ray Romano? Ray Romano. And to he's... play uh, old Bill. Bill Buffalino. Yes, Buffalino. Cousin to Joe Pesci's That's character. Uh, what was his first name? Whose first name? Uh, Joe Pesci's character. Oh, Russell. Yeah, Russell Buffalino, also known as the old man. Yes, and that's a perfect character for Joe Pesci because Joe Pesci has, has always been old. I think he came out of the womb fifty years old. <laughs> have you ever seen, have you ever like seen Joe Pesci young? Off. Have you ever seen <laughs> Joe Pesci young? I never have. To be fair, there's no photo uh, evidence. <laughs> I so swear, I'm looking up. He literally could have came out fifty years old. That's a good. Uh, he, you know, he only had his first acting role when he was like fifty. That's incredible. That was his first. Really? That was his first role when he was like fifty. Yeah, because wow. he, he was a musician. 
Pesci a musician? Yeah, you ever looked up? He's got uh-uh. multiple albums, and he even had a Pesci. Even had an album when he was a kid called Little Pesci. Oh, <laughs> you gotta that's look adorable. <laughs> I learned Pesci. all this going down the Wikipedia rabbit hole one Dude, day. Wikipedia is actually a fun yeah. little thing to go down. Like, if you, you've got an hour to just read and read. Oh yeah, and you, you go want. to one page and you, you click, click on, on something else. Links, you go down yeah. another web. Yeah, but uh, I went down the Joe Pesci web, and he's got. Yeah, he never succeeded as a uh, as a musician, but you know he's uh, they uh, they give him the credit for uh, for bringing together uh, the Four Seasons, the really famous band. Yes, because he was so because he, he introduced one guy to another, and they uh, they started one of the most famous bands in the world. Yeah, Damn. he's got a crazy life. That's crazy. And he he was born I and mean, he's raised with like mobsters, so he really doesn't know that world. But uh, but yeah, so. Uh, so the lawyer Bill Buffalino, or Ray Romano gets uh, gets Sharon out. Yeah, he does. And I love that was a good scene. It he's was like, a wait a second, scene. I got something to say, and he thinks he's gonna yell at him, and then he yells at the fucking. Uh, well, even before that, where uh, uh, Ray Romano's like, so uh, you know, he's like going through. He's like, you ever stolen anything? Or not? That was the last one they said. Yeah. But he, you ever late? No. You ever hit someone? He goes, on the job. He goes. <laughs> No, <laughs> it's an obvious interview for the mop. That's all he was of asking. Course. That's all he was asking for. Yeah, if you're, and then at the end it and was then, like, are you he's like, s- where he's like, where they probably just gonna want names. He's like, mm-hmm. are you finally giving names? And, and he's, he's like, like no. no. And that's the main question. That's all you got to do. Yep. Just don't give fucking names, and, and you you'll don't say anything. Soar to the fucking top. Dude, well, there's of them. not a lot of regulations, <laughs> but that's the biggest one. Just don't be a rat. Yeah, don't be a rat. <laughs> and uh, he does end up losing his job. Yes. But when one fucking door closes, Jesus opens another mob he does. window. He really does. <laughs> and he opened the perfect opportunity. Uh, he does. For Mr. Sheeran. Because Bill Buffalino ends up introducing him to his cousin, Russ Buffalino, yes. the old man. Russ Buffalino, if you don't know, is the leader of the Buffalino crime family. Yeah, I did know that. Well, I mean, it was more rhetorical the for the fans. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we, we both watched the movie together. I'm aware you know. Yes. But uh, but yeah, and, uh, and that was a that was a big uh, crime family in Pennsylvania. Those Pennsylvania. And to go mobsters. back, Russ had met him previously at a gas station because his truck broke down when he was a meat hauler. Yeah, absolutely randomly. So random. Which I thought for sure maybe he'd like heard of Sheeran and he was like just going to check him out and he mm-hmm. was pretending. But no, it was just. Completely random. Yeah, it's, it was. But uh, yeah, it's just every and day. He found you out run that he didn't him. own the gas station. He owned the old, the whole street, is what they said. Yeah, because he knew as soon as he saw him, he he owned something. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys walk around on a on a different level than everyone else because they can't be Their touched, especially higher. back then. Oh yeah, absolutely. Little, yeah, you know, they float above the sticks. They never actually touch the ground. They, they just don't. float. They hover. <laughs> yeah, it's like a smooth. Especially then, man. Mm-hmm. If you had the opportunity, you, you knew you were going to die at 40, but you were going to live just this crazy awesome life. Would you do it? I, that's the question. That's every the question every time yeah. I watch a mob movie, that is the question to me. That's the same thing running through my head. Because all those guys, they don't have any intention of living past 50. I mean, they all try. Mm-hmm. They all give it the old fucking they're college not like, try. Okay, it's time. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. But not a single, they realize they a lot know of exactly. Die yeah. In this so industry. That's the big thing to me. Knowing that you're going to, go, I think. I mean. To me, it's like if you know, then it's worth it. Yeah, and they're living just. If you don't get killed, you probably get locked up. Yeah, but you're gonna have a good fucking forty years <sighs> yeah. of just doing, doing anything whatever you, you want. want, anything you want. Yeah, you might have to Being kill a couple man. people. You might have to throw a couple guns. That's in all the part river. of the business. 
Good. Thank God they never sent. But a they're paying you there. fucking more than you would ever make in your life doing a fucking real job. Mm-hmm. They're paying you more in a week driving a truck somewhere and just dropping it off. Then no you questions asked. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, I think it was nineteen seventies. Me, I think. It, yeah, I think I'd have to do it. Absolutely, I would have in a heartbeat to drive a truck. Why not? Oh fuck, dude! And Come yeah, on. to just sit. I mean, with you those, end up getting sit with those guys, no one, no one. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you start no, out no driving a truck, you. but sitting with those guys and just fucking with everyone. And those guys are shaking. They're shaking hands with celebrities, celebrities, uh, presidents, high, politicians. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. politicians. All of it, man. Back in the day, now, now, if you ask me, some guy came up to me. He's like, "You want to join the mob?" I'm, I'm like, like, "I'm good, man." Too much busy. surveillance. Yeah. There's cameras. Making thirty k a I year. Just, yeah, I'd rather just uh, selling probably heroin or something. Yeah, <laughs> nowadays no, but no. but meet me in the fifties. Now you're on a talking. Chicago street. <laughs> Oh yeah, buddy. Every, oh yeah. Every day of the week, but uh, but yeah. So he starts. He starts doing jobs for uh, for the moss. Yeah. For the Russ. Yeah. For us. For Russ, and he also meets uh Harvey Cartel's character, which mm-hmm. Harvey Cartel, just another fucking star to add in the mix. But uh, yeah. We Angelino st- Bruno, who was also the boss. He was a big or fucking Angelo dick. Anjo, yeah, that's what everyone called him. He was a big dick also. Yes. He was also the head of a crime family, which it's a big deal. And it comes into play a little later. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because you don't uh Yeah, you, you don't, don't fuck, fuck with those around guys. with those guys. <laughs> you don't fuck around with their business. But it's crazy just like uh he really just went straight to the top. Frank did real fast. <laughs> like most guys got to do, like you got to go. You got to. You got to go buy in. cigarettes for these guys mm-hmm. and on the corner and shit. This guy went straight to the fucking top. Started driving trucks and then doing murders. Pretty. pretty Although he he did have a, by this time he was like thirty in real in real life and he had an entire career in the army. You know he had a pretty crazy army life as well. Uh, Frank Sharon did, but uh, I read he did four hundred days of combat straight. Jeez, four hundred. Yeah, four hundred eleven. Four hundred eleven. Yeah. Yep. The average was a hundred is most anyone usually does. That's a hundred is insane. And like that's every that's a year. You're uh, waking that's a up year, every day fighting. of shooting and killing people. Yeah, and that's that's the crazy thing too. Like we did not obviously. This is an obvious statement here, but we did not have the the information, the knowledge that we do now about what that does, what traumatic like PTSD does no. to someone. Well, we have firsthand fucking knowledge. Look at Frank Sharon; it makes you a shell of a person. And he mm-hmm. talked about how the army taught him how to kill. You yeah. know, them him killing POWs, all all killings that were illegal mm-hmm. that you're not allowed to do even no. in the fucking army. Nope. But but he's but I really liked that scene when he was like, yeah. Uh, a mob guy telling me to go, you know, do what I got to do was the same, the same feeling as, as an orders. officer going and telling me what yep. to do. I had to do crazy. It is crazy. Crazy. Wild. That the army made some of the greatest hitmen of all time. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> That's something we got to give to them. It gotta. made some stone cold fucking killers, and it helped him learn Italian. It did. It was That's also right. a key in the. <laughs> Yeah, because he was at, he was in the African front, so he never went to Germany or anything. He went straight to Italy, yeah. which my God, he did get to kill it's... some SS uh, Nazis. Though. Oh yeah, absolutely. He buried yeah. those two. Yeah. <laughs> After he made him, I love One that self monologue too, where he's talking about that, and he goes, "I don't know why they're burying or they're they're digging." He goes, "Maybe it just makes them feel that if they do a good job, the guy holding the gun ain't gonna shoot them." Yeah, and he's like, "We never you know? did." He goes, "We he's never like, did." We never did. No. He's like, "I never got why they're why they're." Uh, why they would dig their own graves knowing that it was their graves. That that was pretty crazy. But uh yeah. Someone tells me to dig my grave. 
I'm saying go fuck <laughs> yourself. yourself. Yeah. Or you can dig me in a shallow ass. Well, you can do shoot, yeah, what, shoot yeah. me now. You got to dig two holes. Yeah, I'm not. What am I going to do? I'm gonna say, let me say some prayers, okay? <laughs> like, just give me 30 seconds, but I ain't digging this damn hole. Yeah. yeah. So he goes, he does some jobs, and uh, he starts doing side work as well. And, and a guy comes up to him and asks him, uh, he's got to go bomb out a, uh, a competing laundry uh, service in Delaware. Very strange. Very strange. It's it's another kind of mom guy. I guess I don't. I'm not even gonna bother looking up his name. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, they asked him to do that, and he's right because oh, he didn't make it long enough. No, he lives about uh, another two minutes mm-hmm. after this. Wasn't but Frank he, is wasn't gonna he go. the cousin of Harvey Cartel's character, Bruno? What were they cousins? I'm not sure if I caught that. If they're cousins. I don't know. I don't remember. All I know is Harvey Cartel's character, he owned like 50% of this laundromat that Frank was going to go and blow up. Yeah. That did not sit well with Anjo. Not at all. And you know what? He's real lucky that uh, he had a friend. Yeah. He could have played that famous song from Toy Story. You got a friend in me. (laughs) He did. He saved his ass because because a guy that hasn't even been in the fucking business that long, you would kill immediately. Anyone would, right? Absolutely. Why why would you even risk? Because it looks really bad for Frank. And I like that scene a lot because that scene is fucking tense. Because it looks bad for Frank. And I think Frank knew he was going to die right here. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, they just have to trust that he didn't know, which... I don't know. I don't know how the mob works, but I don't think there's a lot of trust built between those guys. No, they never had trust in people. Half like of the people that. Were wearing wires. Me? Half of the your your fucking family is wearing a wire. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So he that ends up going sour, and he ends up killing the guy that uh, that gave him the job. That was his first uh, his first <clears throat> way in the business. And during that time, he was like, "Yeah, I just found there was a lot easier way to do things, and that was just by fucking killing people." He goes and he throws the gun into the river when we learn that the river is a hot spot. <laughs> it is literally, that river is completely full. I love this scene where he throws the gun into the river and he's like, uh, thank God they never sent a scuba team down there. Yeah, you get it. You, you could have uh, uh, armed a whole old small country. Army. Yeah, yeah. a full country. Uh, and he goes, he throws about 40 guns in that fucking he does. river. He adds the that pile. I'm surprised there's not guns peeking <laughs> out and caressing the water. <laughs> but I love when the gun floats to the bottom. You see all those other guns at it the It is bottom. like, yeah. It's a hot spot for guns, a Fucking cop dredges that thing. He's solving 900 murders. He might be the cop of the the. <laughs> He'll the be decade. a goddamn the hero. Yeah. <laughs> He's getting medals out the ass for that. Are you kidding me? For yeah. a simple swim. I mean, no one just throws a gun in the river. <laughs> so every gun is associated with a murder. You don't find a gun in the river and just think, oh, someone was just fishing no, with this gun. Yeah. No, it's it's one hundred percent always yeah. a murder. Every have time. you seen those YouTube videos of the guys that go and uh, they're called magnet fishing? They just throw big magnets in a, in a river, a popular uh, tourist place, and they'll just really? they'll find watches and uh-huh. stuff. But they'll always find like guns and whatever. And as soon as you find a gun, you got to go take it to the cops. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what majority of people do. But yeah, they find guns all, all the time. All the fucking time. Yeah. I mean, you have to. I'd want to keep the gun, but... <laughs> but, you know, probably not a good I don't want to get fucking framed for murder either, so I don't no. want some guy to find a gun on me. But, uh... And it's not long till Frank eventually uh, gets introduced to Jimmy Hoffa. The yes. man, the myth, the legend. Played by uh, Al Pacino himself. Oh. Kills it. Are you kidding Just me? Just fucking kills yeah. it. That Jimmy Hoffa character was so... I mean, I don't know a lot about Jimmy Hoffa. No one our age knows anything about Jimmy Hoffa. So I don't know a lot about his mannerisms and everything. But man, it just seemed like he fucking 
nailed what a, what a chauvinistic asshole Jimmy Hoffa was. Yeah. And how he was just part of the mob as well. He just, again, did everything at the front, but he was wor- he was killing people. He was framing people. Mm-hmm. He was doing everything that the mob was doing to make sure that he uh, had power. He was opening up fucking casinos with pinch <laughs> with pension money. Yes. People retirement. He well, was, he's uh, giving uh, loans out to the mob as well. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I mean, really? and I loved how anything that he did was fine, but as soon as someone else did it, he's like, what an asshole. He's like, it's, how could they? He's well, like, even when he went to prison and, uh, and uh, what Tony took over? Tony Provisano yeah. took over. Tony Pro. Tony Pro is what they <laughs> called him. Yes, played it, by um, uh, uh, Graham. Jeremy? Or no, it's uh, I love him. He's in uh, you know, Stephen Graham. Stephen Graham. There we yeah. go. But he's also in uh, you know, Boardwalk. I bring it up. Boardwalk Empire. He's done some other mobster movies now. He's done a lot of work now. Yeah, you yes. kind of see him in almost. Everything these he small, just so, small he's roles. He's so good in these like mobster films. He plays mobster that. TV well, he shows. plays that firecracker so well. That guy with the mm-hmm. shortest fucking fuse. He plays that guy. Yep. Perfectly. But he's yeah. in Rocket Man too, right? Is Dick James? Oh yeah, he's in. He's in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So uh, Jimmy Hoffa though, he's in. Jimmy Hoffa's kind of in a pickle. He's got Tony Pro. He's coming up, and Tony Pro's another teamster that's coming up trying to take Jimmy Hoffa's fucking his votes. Mm-hmm. Because you got to get voted, for the head. yeah, for, for the head of the union, yeah. yeah. But uh... so uh, Frank starts hanging around Hoffa, and he, he becomes his uh, <clears throat> his head bodyguard, and uh, he starts hanging around a lot, him a lot, and they become like best really friends. good friends. Real, yeah. Of course, you're going to become best friends. You hang around all the time, but yeah, not even that. But Hoffa becomes like uh, like an uncle to his kids and everything, and Jimmy Hoffa becomes really really close with uh frank's family and F- frank's daughter peggy that's the well, only peggy actually loves uh uh mr hoffa yeah she didn't like she wasn't a fan of russ but she really enjoyed hoffa and they no, because got she knew break. the kind of men that russ and she didn't know what kind of what kind of real man jimmy hoffa was because jimmy hoffa was on the up and up you know what everyone thought you never saw what kind of mobster he really was exactly so for kids, she loved him, and he was on TV and stuff like exactly, that. Yeah. He wasn't a. And back then, it was monster. like if no you're if you're on TV, you're good. Well, you're the you're man. Yeah. They're gonna let a fucking mobster on TV. When you're seeing mobsters every goddamn day everywhere, you just don't know it. But uh, but yeah, so they become uh, he becomes a bodyguard, and they become really really good friends, and uh, and his family loves him. And at this point, uh, Frank also has has a new wife. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> raised over that but uh, he kicked the old wife to the curb quick very fast <laughs> he found that new lady one night and was like oh i'm done with that well one. this is good this is a lot better <laughs> but uh but it never gets to the point where it's like good fellas you know where uh where he's cheating on his wife every day no it doesn't it never gets into that and it didn't get much into any of the women in this movie much at no. all and i, I think- mean except that one scene with joe pesci and his wife where she's like, "I'll clean up. Oh, don't forget your shoes." Yeah, and it kind of made a point really of that it. because a lot of a lot of in the Goodfellas and Casino, you know, it was people from the outside coming into this mob family. Mm-hmm. But uh, Pesci's wife, you know, uh, she knew. They said she was mob royalty. You know, she came from an actual mob family in uh, Italy. You know, the old mob. Mm-hmm. Until they moved, until they kicked them out of there. Yeah, they said she was on the Mayflower of for the Italians exactly. coming so over. So she to, knew to the, the world. Uh, extremely well and i think frank sharon's new wife knew the world as well because she was working in a mob owned restaurant so 
Neither of them were were scared or shocked or anything. No. So I really don't think that's why I got into that. But uh, but yeah. So nineteen uh, sixties election. Who? Yeah. Who was running in nineteen sixty? I think a, a famous president named uh, John F. Kennedy. <coughs> oh. Yes. That 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 guy. That old Catholic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. John F. Kennedy's running, and. Uh, <clears throat> I think I I think still the only Catholic to this day who's held offense you in the think United States. He is definitely yeah. the only Catholic, and probably the only Catholic that ever will get elected. They thought when I know for a fact when they when JFK got elected, they thought a Catholic would could never, mm-hmm. because they always said, "Oh, their allegiance lies with the Pope over and uh, Rome." In so Rome. they so they yeah. said you can never trust uh, a Catholic. What a wild, wild! <laughs> half of the countries, half the country was Catholic at the at time. At the time, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, and I and I think he got elected. I think he ends up ends up winning. And he served a full eight years and did a dark. Uh, <laughs> he changed the country around. <laughs> he got uh, Castro out of Cuba. He did scored that one real he, oh, clean. Did a great job. A three point bucket oh, yeah. nailed that one. And uh, yeah, he uh, turned around segregation. He just uh, he did it all. No, JFK was just as part of the the mob as fucking Buffalino was. My God, dude, the Kennedys were the most. Do you know how JFK's dad? There's so much corruption behind the. Do you Kennedys. know JFK dad uh, got his fortune? No, I don't. I mean, I do, but I couldn't tell you off the top it's, of my head. Uh, I remember hearing it. But. So he worked uh, in Wall Street, and he did a lot of insider trading, which is illegal now. Mm-hmm. And when there was no restrictions in Wall Street back then, so you could do anything. You can call up the guy, what's going on? You're going to sell this? You're going to sell that? He made millions off of that. And then uh, FDR, another Roosevelt, hired him to be the commission, and he arrested everyone that was insider trading. Yeah. Just <laughs> so we could own the monopoly on it? No, he made it illegal. He made it illegal for everyone. Once he made his fortune, he made it illegal for everyone so no one else oh, can do this. Oh, that's messed up. It's exactly what Kennedy does in this because mm-hmm. the mob gets him elected and then he sends Bobby Kennedy after everyone. Yeah. It's exactly what his dad did too. And when they, I remember, it's, it's something cool because the Kennedys are, I've looked into it because they are fucking corrupt. But uh, when they asked FDR, why did they choose, uh, Kennedy to run, you know, that commission when he's a known thief, he said, you got to, uh, to catch a thief, you have to hire a thief. So FDR knew that he was the worst of the worst. Wow. And hired him. And he did. He fucking he did. He, he did his job. Though. He did his job. <laughs> he did his job. <laughs> Arrested all of his friends, everyone that he that fucking. That is so insane. Yeah. It's crazy. And then he made, and then he invested in real estate. Oh, okay. And he made nice a billion. Nice, honest living. <laughs> <laughs> and he made a billion dollars doing that. But yeah, man, the Kennedy's fortune is made on the backs of using the system. Mm-hmm. It's just... But uh, they're awesome. very powerful, though. Just crazy how powerful. And I liked... I really liked the scene of them talking about uh, the dad, the head Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And how he still had so much fucking power. And how the family was killing him off just because he held so much power still. And they probably fucking did. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Ass- I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't see that guy going out on his own fucking own will. But, uh, but yeah. So Kennedy wins, and like I said, Bobby F. Kennedy starts going after the fucking Teamsters and Jimmy Hoffa. Well, because he's the Attorney uh, General now. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Because JFK made him the yes, Attorney General. Right. And he goes straight to Chicago. And you want to talk about more? Uh, more. Uh, what? What am I? What's the word I'm looking for? More. Uh, 
Conflict, not conflict. Jeez. Nepotism? No. Yeah, well, nepotism. But not <laughs> you nepotism, hire your own but, family? Yeah, yeah, that's, but not that. Um, conflict of interest? No, just, uh, Jesus Christ. Never mind. Forget it. Oh, you're just... Another word. Oh. Well, Robert, Robert Kennedy and the whole uh, Chadwick situation. Or Padwick thing, where that where he flipped the car. Chattanooga. Chattanooga, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, where he killed them. He killed the girl. Well, yeah, yeah. that's that's mafia, man. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. But that, that whole story's crazy, too, because that guy yeah, should have been locked up. He uh, was drunk as a skunk driving that oh, vehicle. Oh, yeah. That's one of many people that the Kennedys have murdered. Mm-hmm. One of many, many fucking people. Again, a horrible, horrible family. Yeah. I mean, almost every politician. I mean, old money like that. The Bushes, fucking... The main Bush made all his money, uh, sending money to Nazis. Yeah, yeah, what? yeah. You didn't know that, yeah. No. Oh yeah, Bush's Bush senior, not George Bush's, but George Bush's dad, or George Bush's dad's dad, made all of his money, uh, giving money to the Nazis, making it safe for them to, uh, yeah. The Bushes are fucking war criminals. Damn, that's <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah, dude. All that old money is fucking. That's why you got to tear it down, start, start fucking start new to. with people that don't have, with regular <laughs> people that don't have these crazy ties. Right. And, uh, but yeah, so... Uh, blood so, and bones or whatever it's called. Skull and skull bones. Skull and crossbones yeah. or whatever the fucking, yeah, the <clears throat> Yale bullshit. But, uh, but yeah, so... Uh, and uh, Bobby Kenny starts the Get Hoffman squad, and this is a guy. This is a group of nine or like ten guys or something that their entire job and living is to make sure that Just Jimmy, to bring Hoffa down Jimmy Hoffa goes to prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's their uh, that's their job, and they do a pretty good job of it. They do because in 1964 they get them on jury tampering, yes, or fraud, yeah, either one, and they send them away for uh, for five years, right? I think it was five years, they said. They sent him to well, school. Well, no, it was, it was seven years, because in 71, Nixon gave him a pardon. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is right, yeah. So, uh, yeah, spoiler alert. Oh, Nixon. What a guy. <laughs> oh, Nixon, what a guy. What a prez. What a guy. What a prez. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and he was, and then during this... Uh, a, you're right, though. What a crazy time. Because you go from the Kennedys to, to eventually Nixon... And yeah. then it's like, oh my God. Well, this Nixon guy's ran against Morka. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was the whole thing. It was like one after another. Even, I mean, I loved it. Even in this movie, you know, Kennedy gets shot. It's this big, crazy thing. And then the next, and then, well, then it's Lyndon B. Johnson. Lyndon, and, yeah. and then the, but the, like the next scene is them talking about Watergate. Mm-hmm. And it's the same guys that were, it's the same guys that were uh, sending weapons to fucking Cuba. With Frank, that were at the fucking hearing for taping the Democratic uh, committee or whatever. Yeah. It was the ears guy. <laughs> what was the guy with the big ears? Oh God, I forget his name. Who did not have big ears at all? Whispers? No, I don't know his name. No, Whispers. The other Whispers was the guy who hired him to uh, to take out the laundry. Right. That was the other Whispers because the first Whispers got blown up. Remember? <laughs> that he did. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so uh, so he goes to prison, and uh, but yeah, we we kind of glazed over that. Is uh, what we see is Frank. He literally he gets a job where he's sending weapons down to Florida mm-hmm. for the Bay of Pigs. Yes, that's a crazy crazy scene as well. Because again, it is. this guy lived through so fucking much. What a crazy insane. Well, when the when the, the CIA was yeah, that was the, a 
a clusterfuck. Oh that was awful. God, it was horrible. When the CI was when the CIA was just as corrupt as I mean, and they probably still are, <laughs> but man, they are just as corrupt insane. as them. Yeah, but yeah, they. Uh, but crazy that he was involved in that. Directly, almost involved. He uh, he sent weapons, or he drove down to Florida and just left a truck and l- took off. The next day, uh, a bunch of Cuban refugees were trying to take back their country. <laughs> And uh, uh, Castro was having little to none of that. No, he was not. He said, I'm going to uh, blow, blow that blow beach off the map. Yeah. It was so dumb, man. That was the dumbest. The Bay of Figs. The Bay of Figs is what it should be called. But the Bay be. of Pigs is, was so dumb. They thought that just that little spark was going to start a revolution. Everyone was going to do But no, no one did anything. anything. No, it was awful. And then, then you had the whole uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh where, yeah, you know they fire off a missile. They they wouldn't even be able to defend that back in the day. That's a big deal because Cuba's no, right yeah. off the coast of Florida, man. It's not that far off. No, it's, some people swim it. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. But uh, yeah, man, that was just crazy. I mean, that 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 was on top of the the Cold War that was going on. But uh, man, those mafia those mafia guys had could care less about the fucking Cold War and what yeah. was happening. They just wanted Cuba back because they wanted the casinos mm-hmm. back. Because because when uh, Fidel Castro when he went to power he kicked all the mob and everyone out of the casino or out of the the island so now the only reason they wanted that back was to uh and that's why they loved uh, Kennedy so much and that's why they got him hired and we see that in the movie they got him uh, they got him votes they got him elected and we they s- were taking dead people's <laughs> names and then going and voting as those people yeah man and uh, Hoffa hated him but the, the all the mob loved him. Even though that he started going after the mob, they still just said, uh, you know, he'll do the right thing. Because they kept talking. They had a lot of faith in that. And they kept yeah. they kept saying, uh, you know, the old guys are talking. And who the fuck knows who those guys are? They just mm-hmm. keep, I mean, those guys are like, that's the fucking, uh, you know, that's that's the higher up. That's higher than the mob. And those guys are God. But uh, yeah, so uh, so that happens. The Bay Pigs that goes on. Eventually, Hoffa he gets arrested. He's in jail, but he gets locked up with Tony Pro, the guy he fucking he hates more than <laughs> what are the anyone. chances? Yeah, the, what are the what are the odds of this? Uh, what do they call him? The the little man. Yeah, little man. Yeah, because he keeps like going. That. I don't want to meet the little the little, the guy. little guy. Don't make me meet yeah. the little guy. But uh, yeah, that's that's uh. That's Tony Pro. But uh, yeah, he ends up getting uh, locked up with them, and they end up getting a little bit of scrap. They get in a scuffle. Because we find out Jimmy Hoffa, he's kind of a badass when it comes to uh, mm-hmm. fighting. You, and you could tell they used a stunt double for that, though, because he wouldn't look up when he tackled him off the thing. I kept looking, too, and I kept looking for him to make it even more evident that it was a stunt double. I kept thinking he was going to look up and we're like, oh, that's definitely. But they did. But yeah, it they was did definitely. a good job, though, because it, it, it was just a guy that wasn't was obviously as. Uh, fat as Al Pacino, like old yeah. man fat. You know, it was because you're not you're not getting a thirty year old stunt double. No, Those guys are always not. twenty years old, <laughs> even when they're playing a uh, fucking seventy year old guys. You know, but uh, you just gotta old him up. You gotta make him look a little, a little bit older. But eventually, Hoffa he does. He gets the pardon. The good president Nixon. He says Jimmy Hoffa is a great fucking guy. It's because we gotta Jimmy, let him out. It's because Jimmy Hoffa got Nixon elected. Uh, donated five hundred thousand to his. Uh, his campaign earlier on. Yeah, yeah. Good point. It's so great to know that's all you have to do to get a pardon. You could do fucking anything. But if you donate money to an election, you're good, brother. Oh, hell yeah. Especially <laughs> a half mil. Uh, a do thing. 
do whatever you want. You're yeah. okay in my book. But uh, yeah, so uh, he gets out of prison finally, and it takes him two seconds. And he's right back doing the exact same shit he was doing. Well, that's you... the thing. Like, he just wanted that power so bad. Oh, yeah. They go out there like, Jimmy, what are you going to do now? Is I'm taking back my mm-hmm. union immediately. Yep. Even though he, he says multiple times he has a million and a half in a pension fund that will last him a The rest lifetime. of his life. Yeah. Especially in the 1970s. It's <laughs> like, dude, come on. Yeah, 1970s, a million and a half. I have to assume it's probably around 10 million. Four million. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, maybe. Uh, yeah, the hot little low, but... uh. But yeah, probably more around four million. But still, four million. He was already seventy years old. Exactly. You could live <laughs> off that. Even Going if you're down to Florida, million a year. You're good yeah, for a decade. Absolutely. And knowing him, he would have gotten some shady shit with that money anyway. He would have put a half mil into a business or something. Moving. And knowing that he had way more money than a million and a half in a pinch. But the thing is, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was the never money about the money. No. It never no, was. No. He never even thought of the possibility of him retiring. And that's why I kind of love they stayed true to that. Is I mean, it's. Because De Niro, how many times did he try to get Pesci? Man, he was trying to be a good friend. Or not too, Pesci, but you know how many times yeah. did he try to get Jimmy Hoffa to just so many times? He's like, dude, just lay down. off. And he lay was giving off. every. And at the very end, he finally goes, "It is what it is." Yeah, he goes, "It is what it is." And he goes, "Huh? <laughs> it is what it is." He's like, "Oh, don't be saying stuff like don't don't you tell me that. What do you mean it is what it yeah. is?" He's like, "It can't be what it is." He's like, "Because mm-hmm. he's like, they can't kill me because I have too much." Uh, and then he kept saying, "It is what it is." And when some guy comes up to you and says, "It is what it is," that's a you should be fucking <laughs> terrified. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, that's not. A and good I, that's what I love about Scorsese. They get the dialogue so fucking right, mm-hmm. man. It just feels so so right. Like you're just hype, hopping in a time machine and going back to 1960 or 97 because everything they talk about is, it's. I mean, the dialogue is perfect. It, it is. is what it is. Fuck, you come up to me and say that. I'm like, what the hell are you talking you about? It is. it is what it is. You don't change your ways, pal. It is what it <laughs> All is. Right, I'm going to add up. It is what it is. I don't know what it is. You gotta. But, uh, but yeah, and during this time, uh, Frank, he's still doing hits. He, he ends up going. Yes, at this time. He goes and he, uh, he kills Crazy Joe. Uh, the guy in the fucking clam house mm-hmm. or whatever. The guy that was... Was just way too high up and mighty, you know. And that was a guy played by uh, Sebastian, um, whatever his name is. The, the comedian. The comedian, but, uh, but yeah, that guy, uh, what was his deal? He was just a nut job. He wasn't afraid of anyone or anything. And, uh, and he goes and he uh, and he talks shit to uh, Pesci's character at the fucking the Don Rickles show mm-hmm. on his birthday. And Pesci says, that night, go take care of that fucking guy. <laughs> And he goes to the clam house, double pistols, and I like awesome. that scene a lot because he was talking. And about he didn't it. care either because this guy was with his eleven-year-old daughter. Well, that was and a scene when, wife he, and... when he's got all the guns on the bed. He's mm-hmm. like, "You got to be known when you got to pick one gun. That's your that's your go-to." And the gun was just in case. And he's like, "You don't want a silencer because you want people to know the sound." Mm-hmm. But you also don't want it to be well, a forty-five uh, because it's gun, too loud and because a cop two miles off. Away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, man. And a forty-five will just blow a guy in fucking half. It will. But uh, I love that scene, man. I that scene when he goes into the fucking uh, the clam house. That is what it's mm-hmm. called. And he, uh... you know what I liked about it too. And again, Scorsese does a great job with the realism. 
because it wasn't just a clean cut boom. I was gonna say the the messiness of it makes it just add so. I mean, it's so much. I mean, that's how getting shot is. You don't just fall over. You just fall over and die gracefully. No, I'm dead. No, No, it's brutal. You, I mean, especially when flying flight or uh, fight kicks in. You know, and Crazy Joe, he fucking took off. He did. I thought he, he was. Yeah, I thought he was gonna get away. For He's like, "See you guys later." And what I read is, for a long time, they everyone thought that it was multiple guys that came in to shoot him because of just how crazy it was, and it oh, was two yeah, guns, and I was shooting. But uh, but yeah, for a long time they thought it couldn't be one guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he ends up taking Crazy Joe out, shoots the bodyguard. Also, does not kill the bodyguard. No, because he's got no put, beef with him. No, he, that's what he says. <laughs> and again, the I got nothing against that. The dialogue's guy. <laughs> perfect in this film because there's so many like self monologues. Like yeah, uh, in in kind of like the the third person. Well, you know, it's the Scorsese voiceover. Yeah, you know, the that voiceover. Voiceovers work. almost never work in film. At least for me, I, 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 I they, but they always work in Scorsese. But they films. always work in Scorsese yeah, films. I love them Even in that Scorsese that films. shot of uh, Pesci, you know, uh, talking to the camera straight mm-hmm. on. I, I love all that. You know, yeah. all that stuff. But, uh, but yeah, he goes in there. He kills Joe. Uh, <laughs> guy tries to escape. Comes out the door. So cool. Yeah. Pop, 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 pop. Shoots him like four times. I'm like, dang, okay. One thing with the mobsters, they made sure you were dead. Yes. And I love, and this is another thing, Scorsese, one of my favorite things about this is like these mobsters that would get up for a split second, you'd see them for maybe a scene or two, and they'd give you how they were killed in what year. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. We should talk about that. That was an awesome part of this entire movie was that that underlying, because it it always like – it made you, you realize that these these people don't last long either. Exactly, ever. because it's like every time you thought, man, this life is so fucking cool and everything, mm-hmm. like how awesome would it be? It would give you that boom, died, shot six times. Except for that one guy where they're like, uh, oh, he's yeah. a big Tony, <laughs> everyone loved him, died of natural causes. <laughs> <laughs> the one monster guy who didn't kill anyone, he's just there having a good time. And that's, every- that's that same kind of humor as that Liam Neeson film. Uh, yeah, the what was it? Not the Ice Man or something. No, but. it was something. But that movie—that's what it reminded well, me. Well, it's that just that dry humor, and Scorsese does have that a lot. But this film was—it was funny. It was definitely funny at times, just because these guys were funny, you know. And that's again, it, it's that much more realism that all these guys have a personality and everything, you know. And they're yeah. all their personalities are all bigger. The guy that he was working with, uh, pushing the taxis in the river or whatever—that guy, he was funny also. The guy was like, man, this is a lot of fucking work. <laughs> so like, you got another, like, you got a better way? He's like, yeah, you heard of candy? Who the fuck is candy? Yeah, like all those guys. That makes it so much real that all those guys have, you know, fucking personalities and they're not all just bad mobsters. Yeah, they're guys. not just bad, yeah, one dimensional mobsters. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. they all have, they're all fucking funny. And By the way, Cold Pursuit was the name of that. That's what those little, uh, Oh, I Titles forgot about that. Me. Yeah, yeah, they did do yeah. the same exact thing. Every time someone yeah. died, it would be like, died of this, da da da, and go back. I like that. I love that he did it. Yeah, it was always funny every time uh, it happened in this movie, The Irishman, because uh, it was always fucking brutal. Man, shot six, six times, times in the, in the head, head in his kitchen. Yeah, do you understand <laughs> what that, like, you're you're shot six times in your head. You're shot one time. Their oh, skull, yeah. Their skull, you know, laying out and everything. If you're shot more you're than shot six times, yeah. You're mush. It's a it's a message. It's a message at yeah. that point. You're not just killing someone. You're making sure that people know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all those guys were like uh, shot four times in his car, shot four times in his kitchen. It was always in their own fucking house or property or whatever. Like they came Which to you. Scary. That was the good thing. Yeah. They fucking always came to you. But uh, yeah, it makes the scary. That's even more. Yeah, it's even more terrifying in a lot of ways because it's like you're never safe anywhere. You're not even safe in your own home. And that's a big part of it. Where I ask, is it worth it? 
is it worth it where you're living this awesome life? But to me, every fucking waking moment, I'd be like, am I going to die? Am is I gonna this guy going to yeah. come around the corner? Am I going to turn my when car on and it's going to blow up? It's literally because anyone can kill you for any reason at any time. Exactly. And I literally thought that as I was watching the movie, because every time, dude, I get sucked into these monster yeah, so movies. I'm like, <laughs> man, what a life. What a life just to live on the edge. And But then I'm like, but shit, every moment... Yeah. No matter what. It takes us it takes just you either gotta be really fucking dumb and mm. just be like just just oblivious and be oh and just like live to or you just gotta uh, come to terms with it. Mm. Every day and just be completely okay with it. Because I was watching this film and being like, Oh, that guy, that guy. And like if I were in that situation, I, I you couldn't trust anyone. You just go and get a cup of coffee somewhere and you're looking around, look in the yeah. room, see who's eyeballing you. That well, kind of shit. Yeah, it's it's a it's a certain kind of because I mean the scene where they're in the fucking uh they're in the barber shop. Oh yeah, that was so a, that I would was never be too. getting a straight shave. No, <laughs> never. I wouldn't trust anyone with a ray. I'd be shaving I'd be doing all my haircuts and everything. Well, not on like my it own. mattered because two guys lit him up. Oh, yeah, they didn't even fucking uh, shoot him. I mean, they didn't do the razor blade. They just shot yeah, him. Yeah, they just shot him classic, to death yeah. many, many times. <laughs> I mean, you send two guys to shoot guns? Holy crap. Yeah, that was a big thing, yeah. Because remember, the guy that was inside that was supposed to be watching that guy, I'm guessing he left the building, mm. and then those two guys come in, you know? Yeah, exactly. You can't trust anyone. No. Your bodyguard for 40 years. I mean, well, you pay him 400 <laughs> bucks, and he's like, yeah, I'll take a step Except outside real no quick. Boy. I ain't got no, you know, I ain't got no beef with you guys. Yeah, because every every time, if it's you or them, you're, they're gonna choose themselves. themselves. Every single everyone, so yeah, how every do you ever selfish. trust? Yeah, anyone? inherently. Yeah. yeah, you always gotta look out for uh, numero uno. Exactly. Am I gonna go do thirty years for this guy that isn't would never do the same for me, or am I just gonna rat him out and go get a cup cup of coffee for five minutes <laughs> and then have to look for a new job? After yeah. that's the worst case scenario. But uh, but yeah, so he's doing some killings for sure. He's uh, even. Even as the higher up he gets in the mom, they still have him go and do the killings. But it's that thing where they're not... Because he was good at it, too. And it's that thing where they're not even fucking worried about him getting caught. Mm-mm. Even though he's the, he becomes uh, the head of a chapter, they're still having him go out and do, like, hits and shit. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like you said, or, or he was great at it. The first thing that Hoffa says to him is, I hear you paint houses. That's the first fucking what thing that comes out of his too. mind. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I hear you paint houses. Well, because... When we had just walked into the theater at that point, but he goes, uh, yeah, so I decided to, to start my own business. I started painting houses. And then it's him shooting the guy in the head while he's reminiscing in the past. Yeah. And it's, you know, the blood splatters all over the the, the house walls. Uh-huh. Oh, he's and painting houses. that's kind of where it yeah. all came. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love that line. He says, uh, he goes, yeah, here you paint houses. He goes, uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I do my own carpentry also. <laughs> do your own carpentry meant that you cleaned up the mess too. Uh-huh. So you're... You'd have to pay you're another. You'd have to pay. Rounded guy. Exactly. You did it, and you cleaned up your most. That's something you you look for. Oh yeah, because like, that's a hardworking man. That's a that's a, oh yeah. That's a red blooded American man. Right <laughs> yeah. Because <there>. <laughs> normally, I'm guessing you you that some one guy would kill him, and then you'd, you you got to hire you'd pay a cleanup crew. Clear. Exactly. Yeah. That's what they did with Hoffa. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't do the no, cleanup at that point. He was a little too high up. But yeah, you gotta hire a fucking uh, cleaning crew, and they get rid of it. But he did it all. It's so crazy. You that cut out the middle man. Stayed silent on that. And everyone's dead now. Yeah. No one talked. We got to think there's only three people that knew about it. Yeah. Except the two guys ended up doing the clean, 30 years. Yeah. He didn't say anything. Nope. That's wild. It is. Because he even said, I mean, the 
the common, the, the line you hear all the time. Yeah. The only way to keep a secret between three people <laughs> is two of them are dead. Yep. So the fact that that happened, I mean, only fucking one, two people knew about Watergate and that shit ain't even getting out. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's wild that that, it was just, I guess, the perfect uh, combination of people. Yeah. That just said, I'm not talking no matter what. But, uh. And we'll never actually know what happened. I like the incinerator thing because in in that in that montage or that monologue rather, that uh, that dialogue, where he's like, um, he's talking about the incinerator. And he goes, "Yeah, people people have their stories, they have their fantasies." But he goes, "It wasn't anything special." Yeah, the and incinerator. Then they just bring that's him that's into the incinerator. That's the real thing that I was thinking. Of. Yeah, well, he wasn't buried under it, but yeah, incinerator. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no body. Then there's no, no nothing. There's no evidence. It's dust. Even if one guy came out and was like, "I killed him," I, I mean. Because uh, Frank Sharon, he he did come out and say that he had a role in it and he did mm. know where his body ended up. You got nothing. What You can't prove it. You have to have evidence. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's can't... all hearsay. I mean, if anything. <laughs> yeah, you just be a crazy asshole. It says, I mean, how many people probably in the past have came out and said they killed Jimmy Hoffa? It's probably thousands. Of course. Just... But they don't have any evidence. No, no proof. So what are you going to do? And he got rid of the gun. That's the big thing. If he had the gun, if he threw the gun in, the, in a river or something, mm-hmm. they could recover the gun. But he incinerated the fucking gun also. Smart. Oh, he's a smart man. But uh yeah, so uh so Jimmy right now, he's uh he's in, it's not looking so good for him. No. He's rising well, through he's the getting, ranks. He, and he's still being stubborn. He's gotta go apologize to Tony Pro. Tony Pro and them we know they fucking hate each other. And they go and they sit down in Florida and it's a great, great scene. It's one of the more lighthearted scenes for and sure. And the whole theater laughed. Yep, at, absolutely. At, this, at these parts. When they're talking about the time. Acting. The time. Yeah. Like t- 10 minutes. 10, 10 minutes. minutes. Well, what well, about 15, 12 and a half? I say 15. Yeah, I mean 15. No, 15 is too long. 10 minutes I wait and that's he goes, it. Yeah, he's like, I did account for traffic. That's why I said 10 minutes. <laughs> he goes, you got to account for traffic. And I love that whole thing. Like, the discussion goes on for like 10 minutes. It does. And then finally Frank goes, 12 and a half. <laughs> he's like, come and on, everyone's guys, like, yo, right? Yeah. But Pacino, you know, Pacino was never going to apologize to Never. Him. He's... No. He was all, literally all he had to do. I mean, that was the start of everything. Mm-hmm. Was I mean, everyone, because it wasn't just between Pacino and fucking, uh, fucking Tony Pro. Every all the mob families wanted them to work that out, yeah. you know, because. Well, it'd be it'd bring peace and wouldn't be so. Uh, oh yeah, convoluted, yeah. corrupt. And then you got another guy. Although the guy that they had working the fucking. Uh, Teamsters. He was giving out massive loans. He was more corrupt than yeah, he was anyone. Any he was just a fucking right. uh, someone. The, they just basically what they were trying to do is keep Jimmy quiet. They yeah. were just trying to like make peace and keep everything quiet because they were still getting what they wanted with the uh, with the other even better uh, now. Fitz, whatever. Fitz, yeah, because Fitz Simmons wasn't getting anything. You all that yeah. guy had to do is sit on the fucking golf mm-hmm. course. <laughs> you can keep that guy happy. He's on the links all day. You can do whatever the hell you want. And they said it. They said after. Well, they said after. Uh, they shot at that one guy that was also part of the team. So he said after that, he said it was smooth sailing. He yep. said you didn't have to do anything. Fitz would just sign it over to you. But uh, yeah, so they didn't want Hoffa. They mm. they got a, a way better Hoffa. They got a Hoffa two Before before he had, had to, Hoffa had to approve loans. He had to also get something out of him for himself. Fitz just approves fucking. He's just he was signing terrified. checks. Yeah. <laughs> and he he was living the good life. He was just golfing with Nixon life. at one mm-hmm. point. Which uh, is pretty good, but uh, but yeah. So uh, so Hoffa's got to meet with, and it doesn't go so well. Tony Pro, it blows no. up. Frank's trying to do everything to keep it together, but uh, eventually Hoffa Hoffa says, uh, 
No, it says he can't do it. And he makes Frank a president of a of a different different fucking chapter. Mm-hmm. And Frank ends up going through the ranks there, but uh, but yeah, and then it all leads to kind of this dinner that Frank's having, because they're giving him some award for being such a fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> what a great man, Frank! Was. And I love how again it's just you don't, you don't believe it hearing about it, but just how careless these guys were, mm-hmm. with knowing that they could not be touched. Because at that dinner, the fucking the guy sitting next to the mayor. He's like, yeah, and I hear we got a couple FBI agents out in the bushes. In Someone the bushes, go check on yeah. them. And they all just start fucking busting up laughing. Even the mayor's cracking up. It's just crazy to me how much pull that they fucking... People forget about that, man. But uh, Crazy time in American history. It is. Yeah. It is. But uh, it's always a crazy time in American history. Good point. You can't just Good point. you can't just point out a time and be like it was <laughs> like, solid that here. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, now it's pretty good. You can't. Yeah, it's always. I mean, it's it's always good in the United States. We have it better than anyone else. But we're talking corruption wise. Yeah, there's always corruption. Corruption's but, definitely yeah. hit peaks mm-hmm. for sure. Yes, it was a peak then. I think it's peaking now again. But it was it it goes it goes to the very top where like this can be drops down, then just gets built back up. Mm-hmm. There's no stopping it. People no. are inherently corrupt we just got to get robots going man i'm telling you bring, yeah let's just bring have that ai the world they don't they don't want money they don't or want women anything. or yeah. cocaine no they definitely don't want <laughs> they stay away from the cocaine yeah they don't mean fucking but uh but yeah so but uh frank asked jimmy hoffa to uh present this award to him and it's kind of a tense moment because mm-hmm. because frank is really good friends with jimmy but frank is also really good friends with the most powerful mobsters in Philadelphia at this point. So they're all at the dinner also. Yeah. All these guys, fat, what's his name? Fat Tony? It is fat yeah, Tony. Yeah, fat Tony. Because he's like, what? Tony? They're all fucking named Tony. Yeah, he's Tony. like, yeah, Tony. <laughs> Tony who? Come on. And then, But I love how he says, Frank, he goes, uh, he just says the other Tony. Yeah, the other Tony. And then he immediately knows. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Tony That's Pro. Fat Tony. Yeah. No. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Fat Tony's there. Uh, Harvey Cartel's character is there. And uh, and Russ, Ruff Buff- Buffalini is also. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, Bill Buffalini's there also. Ray yeah, Romano. Ray Mar- no. And uh, the other guy, what's his name? The guy that brings him in a bunch of time is like Skinny Razor or something. The yes. guy that... Uh, that brought him into the to, with the, the stakes deal. originally exactly yeah, yeah the stakes yeah yeah the guy who first he first met really mm-hmm. but uh, yeah he's he's there everyone's there and it's a big party Jimmy's he's uh, Jimmy's having a good time but he's I, I love the scene where he's eating a steak and he's just staring down the fucking the the most powerful men arguably the most powerful man in the country at the time at the time yes it and was he just knew man did not care of course he also thought that he was untouchable too. Jimmy thought that there's no way that anybody could kill me because I've been working with these mobsters for 30 fucking years and I know so much information about them. But again, even he didn't realize the pull that they had. And I love the scene where he's like, it's real intimate, it's real close, and you can almost barely hear it. But Frank goes, they can kill presidents. He goes, they wouldn't have a problem killing the president of a union. Exactly. That was a that was a super significant scene. I was like, whoa. Okay. Yeah. And it kind of puts everything into perspective on how much power it does, and it buys have. into the theory that JFK was killed by, by the, the mob, mob, which is not crazy. If you, I mean, it's, it's not, not crazy not. at all. Not <laughs> at all. I wouldn't be surprised if the CIA and the mob weren't working together. I mean, because the, the CIA and the mob were working together. Frank got all those guns down there, and he delivered it to what's his name, 
big ears. Mm-hmm. The guy who's well, staring forget at my it. I forget his name. He's staring know, at yeah. my ears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm not staring no, at, not at all. I'm well, you might be nothing. staring at my ears. People stare at my ears. But uh yeah, they were working hand to hand. So it's it's not out of the realm to believe that JFK didn't have a role in and the guy he ends up uh talking to, the fairy. Remember the guy he's like he's a fairy named Fairy. That's a real guy who they also had said had a hand in uh, shooting JFK, or who knew uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Well, that's that's what I was wondering. What do you think about Lee Harvey Oswald? Do you think he was set up then, or do you think he actually shot the president? Oh, I think he did shoot him. Okay, but to but I think that uh, that you he know had help. Oh, I think he was he had help by the mob and the CIA. Both of them were helping him. Yeah, too, because I mean, we well, did, they framed him as a communist, did they not, or a socialist? It was yeah. It's very complicated because he was very anti-Cuban, mm-hmm. and that's that's the reason that the CIA that he was on the CIA's you know watch, watch list, list at all was because he was very anti-Cuban, and they thought that oh, you know that's a really good reason for someone to shoot. I don't know JFK, I guess, but uh, but yeah, and you know Lee Harvey Oswald, he died almost immediately. Mm-hmm. He was killed by he was killed in by, in in the open by Frank Ruby, another mobster. <laughs> yeah, right. A mobster who owned a, a a huge nightclub and was in debt to the mob. So you you gotta be. I mean, you gotta. I mean, it's a little put the too, pieces together, yeah. right? It's Frank Ruby was either gonna get killed by the mob or do a favor for. I him. think you really gotta be putting your head in the sand to say that it has no connection at all, and that Lee Harvey Oswald was a lone fucking wolf and just did it off his own intuition. I think it's ridiculous to say, but uh, yeah. So, uh, so Jimmy he gives Frank the award, and uh, the whole night they're going back and forth talking about the whole Jimmy Hoffa uh, situation, and eventually, uh, Joe Pesci's character, uh, Russ Buffalino, tells him the ultimatum. He says it's just got to. He said he's, you got to let him know how it is, and that's what Frank uh, Frank tells Jimmy. He says it is what it is. When he tells him that at the at uh, uh, his wedding, his daughter's wedding, not yeah. Jimmy Hoffa, um, Russell's wedding, Russell's daughter's wedding. He tells that no, Russ didn't have any kids. <laughs> no, that's the, the or no Bill, Bill. I'm sorry, Bill Buffalino's daughter. That wedding, it was just someone's wedding that he was telling him. He pulled him aside. He's like, it is what it is. No, that was the dinner. That was the dinner of the the teamster where he was getting the award because Jimmy Hoffa doesn't go to uh, Bill's wedding because the wedding happens after Jimmy Hoffa gets killed. Oh, that's right. Okay. Because remember, they're all right. there and he's yeah. super like, "What the fuck?" Because everyone yeah, else yeah. is celebrating and that's he's right. yeah. He tells him at the dinner that uh, <laughs> that it is, and Jimmy says, and Jimmy still says, "I'm not doing it." He says, "I'm not stepping down." He's like, "They can't kill me. I got too much fucking information." Right. And he was he even tells Frank, he's like, "Maybe you should get some bodyguards." He's like, "Because if they'll come after me." Uh, They'll come after you. Right. But little did he know that uh, Frank really had no no connection to Jimmy. He was much more. I mean, he chose to be more in the mob than he was more with Jimmy. Mm-hmm. So Frank knew. He knew shit was going to go down. And he knew. And he was just. You could tell the way he was telling Jimmy Hoffa. Well, there was so much tension, yeah, too. Like, the way, he just wanted to be like, I know Jimmy was just, just like, listen. he was just partying. Like, I got to get it back on dance for my guy. Keep that <laughs> yeah. shit, keep that with you, and I'm going to get back there. Think about it. Don't think about it. 
Now think about it. Now, now give me ten minutes, and I'll be yeah. back in a little bit. I got. I'm gonna go swing it. with your daughter, but this <laughs> this is all great shit you're telling me right now. I'm re- it's really soaking in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna come back to you, but I'm gonna think about it for sure. But no, he wasn't thinking about no. it. He uh, he says uh. Yeah, he says he's just going to keep going at it. He says he can't get killed. And that's when uh, we flash back and they're kind of on the road trip going and uh, collecting money and shit mm-hmm. like that. And they're going down. They're going down to the wedding. That's what it is. They're going down to uh, Florida, I think it was. I think it was Florida where they're going down. Because they had to take a plane to Detroit. So I think it was Florida where they oh, were. Oh, okay. But yeah, they're going down. They're, they're collecting uh, money and everything. And eventually... Uh, they go and they stop somewhere, and Frank is supposed to meet with Jimmy the next day to again try to smooth. Look. Smooth. They're it giving out. him so many, so many chances. chances. So many. It's unbelievable. But uh, some, yes, at some point you just gotta wash your hands. You this. really do. Like it's like this just guy. Get the deed done. Boy, he became too much of a danger. I mean, he was way too much of a liability. Especially when he was telling Frank, "I'll fucking send all of them to prison." And Frank was like, "This is what they're worried yeah, about, Jimmy." He's like, "You can't, can't say be saying out loud. You can't be saying shit like that, man." Yeah, you get locked up forever. The one thing the mob hates more than anyone is rats. Yeah. So for Jimmy to be like, I'll fucking and rat to threaten on it. to lock them all up forever, that's not a good sign. And you not only that, but he's that. yelling that in the same room as <laughs> five of the most powerful. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I love that scene between uh, between Tony Pro and uh, and Pesci and Fat Tony. When uh, Jimmy Hoffa's dancing with uh, Frank Sharon's daughter, mm-hmm. and she looks over, and they're all just staring at him, yeah. and she knows she fucking knows more than anyone what what that means, mm-hmm. and they're all staring at him like fucking sharks, like they're th- I mean they're staring at him like oh we gotta figure this problem yeah. out because they're all just but Jimmy does has no clue no, he does he's no, just he doing the Charleston he's just having a great fucking time he's gonna be president again <laughs> but uh, yeah so they go and. Uh, they go to Florida, but a Russ tells him that he's Russ tells Frank that uh, he's got to go take a plane ride. Mm-hmm. That they're gonna go, and he tells him that you're not gonna meet Jimmy. And it's kind of that start of that very somber, somber, brutal part of the movie right. when they're sitting down at that breakfast table and they're eating the fucking life cereal, or whatever. And he tells him that uh, it was either him or him or us. It tells him that I had to involve you, or it wasn't gonna happen. And he tells him, don't call. He says, don't call. And he says he's going to go. He's going to drop him off at an airport. And he's just going to fucking wait there. And he does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he waits he does. over four hours. A very patient man. Yeah, I'd say so. No, no phones no or phones anything. Back he's in the day. sitting. You <laughs> <laughs> have nothing to do. He didn't bring a book along. But uh, yeah, so Frank Frank is going to go meet Jimmy. And he's, uh, he's going to go meet him. And they're going to go smooth this whole thing out. You know, they're going to be best friends, and the mob's going to be best friends with Jimmy, and it's all going to work out. Tony Pro's going to be there. Yeah. It'll be a fun time. Smooth sailing, baby. <laughs> Not the case. No. Unfortunately. No. Frank goes down. Uh, he, he has directions to meet at a house. The house is completely fucking empty. You got to think mobsters just had these empty houses all over the fucking place. No, yeah, you send someone in there, you yeah. keep them inside. Put a couple rounds in them, clean up the mess. Don't well, keep you the house. You don't got to sell the house. Yeah. You can just keep murdering people uh-huh. in it. Well, they were. Did you see that they were constantly changing the flooring too? 
Well, I think they're tearing the floor up because they're going to shoot him and then wrap, and then wrap him, him in up. the floor. Yeah. And, cause, cause well, that's what I'm floor. saying. Yeah, like exactly. in a mob yeah. house, you just, it's Oh, cheap. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not spending that. You're not spending a lot There's of money. There's a guy in, in nice there carpet. Ch- changing garbage every week. Yeah, He's thinking, man, these people <laughs> spill a lot of red wine. They do. <laughs> but they're strange. keeping me in business yes, with this are. carpet. And I'm not going to say anything because it's the 70s and I don't want to get murdered. And I know people are getting murdered, but I'm not going to say anything. As long as it ain't me. Because in the 70s, you just pipe down about everything. If you thought your neighbor was Serial killer, keep it to yourself. If you thought your husband was a serial killer back yeah. in the 70s, you didn't say You're being anything. a nosy bitch. Is yeah, what you're exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was a mentality. Honey, yeah. why are you coming home covered in mud and blood at 3 a.m.? God, this fucking naggy cunt. God damn. <laughs> I was slaughtering a pig. Baby, Don't worry this, about yeah, it. Yeah, we live in the city. Just shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of questions asked. No. Which is the one thing I do like about the future. Is his more questions. People are ask being questions asked about everything. everything. Nothing is on the up and up, <laughs> and that's what these these years taught us. Maybe that's yeah. why the mob uh, can't operate in this yeah. day and age. There's too many fucking yeah. questions. Even their peons are like, "Hey, boss, why are we doing this?" The like, mob literally up. runs on the business of zero questions asked. Mm-hmm. As soon as people start asking questions, the mob stops running. Yes, because uh, you're gonna get answers. You don't. Yeah, the want. old military uh, saying, "Don't ask, don't <laughs> tell." Yeah. <laughs> I think they had that also with gay people they in the did. mob. <laughs> <laughs> and in the military. Yeah, they also, like, yeah, we they just don't want to know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so they go and uh, Frank goes to the house. There's a bunch of guys waiting. And uh, who's who's waiting there? What was that guy's name? No the guy one with was the waiting in the house. When it was him and uh, Hoffa? No, when he first goes to the house. Oh, when he there's first t- goes. There's two guys um, waiting there and the guy with uh, well, the Sally, Sally Beggs. Was that his name? That, that was sounds a guy, pretty close. That was a guy that choked, that killed the other guy the ki- for yes. Hoffa because he was getting more votes mm-hmm. than him. Yeah. And I love that scene because uh, Frank is like, I'm not sitting in the fucking front because he yeah, knows Sally that Bugs. Guy. Sally Bugs. Sally Bugs was a fucking cold killer. He definitely was. But yeah, I love that scene when he's like, the whole fish scene. He's like, yeah, I spilled fish. He's like, I'll sit there. He's like, no, don't worry about it. He's like, I'll he fucking sit, sit there. there. He goes, I'm not sitting in the front. <laughs> Because he knew that Sally Bugs loves to strangle people from the back of the goddamn car, and he ain't fucking risking that. <laughs> no, he's not. No way. I wouldn't either. I'd never, no. I'd never feel comfortable. I'd with that get guy. a fucking convertible, so I didn't have a back seat. So Sally Bugs has <laughs> to sit in the front. I am not risking that guy no. sitting in the fucking back of me. There's no way. It's not gonna happen. Never a good scenario. But uh, yeah, so Sally Bugs is there. Two other guys there, and again, fucking somber. Because Frank goes in there and he's like, oh, it's really happening. You know, yeah. I really got to do this. And then Jimmy Hoffa's son pulls up. Oh, Chuck <laughs> O'Brien. Yeah. That was odd. I, what a weird involvement. That guy had no idea he was delivering his dad to his I fucking to his death. deathbed. Yeah. That was his adopted. And that was the guy played by uh, uh, Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons, yeah. Yeah. Wild. It is. That's shitty. That's the kind of Very shit the mob shitty. did, though. Yeah, of course. Uh, they're playing psychological warfare. I mean, like Frank going and killing that guy in front of his family. Or, or how, like, about, how like, about... You gotta do yeah, it. Yeah, Frank talking later on to the priest, and he goes, I, I just can't believe I made that call. He's yeah. talking about the call to his wife, telling her, oh, don't worry about it. You know, everything's gonna that be okay. Fuck, We're gonna yeah. find him. When he was the one who murdered him. That was maybe the most brutal scene to watch, mm. was him calling Jimmy Hoffa's wife. And like you, you, you wanted him so badly just to break down, but like that's just not the kind of guys these were. 
And he couldn't. And any other break. any other guys that's making this that's writing this movie is having that scene where he just breaks down. But this just it's not reality. It's not what Scorsese does anyway. It's not what these mob guys did. No. It's not what a guy that was spent four hundred eleven days in combat is is gonna do. They're not gonna just break. It's not a guy that kills people for a living. It's not gonna just break down like he's been bottling in his emotions. Yeah. A guy like that doesn't have those fucking emotions. Mm-hmm. But we learned that it was a struggle for him to kill someone that he actually knew and actually cared for. But uh, it ends up happening, but and it, it is. Yeah. It's a brutal. It is. Because Jimmy Hoffa walks in, and it's and he's like, again, hey, it's messy. Yeah, it's very. He knows immediately. Yeah, he, he knows immediately. He goes, "Sums up. Let's get out of here." And uh, you know, Frank just with the it with sucks because it didn't give him time pop, to think about it. Because nope. he's like, "I got to do now or never." I, I can't. He can't. He literally can't leave this house, or it's not gonna happen. Or I'm just gonna fucking die if he leaves the house. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I gave him no time to think. You nope. know, and then bitten the. To no be fair, one, though, at least he put him out of his misery fast. And no one. Two, well, two yeah, to it wasn't really ever their thing, too, <laughs> unless it, the intention was to torture. <laughs> yeah. But, back but yeah, then did, no, it yeah. was quick. It was efficient. But uh, but yeah, that I think that really kind of freaked him out when he was there and no one else was there. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Is this fucking?" Ha-? It was tense for me because yeah, I'm like, "Is this super tense?" Like, because I put knew. myself in the situation. I'm like, my, my best friend, now no one's there. Is it off? Is it not off? And then you just got to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. And then I guess that was the entire plan for no one to be there. But uh, he does. Kills him two to the fucking head. Efficient. Mm-hmm. Drops him. Drops the gun on top of him. Heads out. That's a lot of a lot of faith that Frank put in, uh, to the mob, too. Because they could have very well just framed him for that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know why they would. It's probably not beneficial for the mob to frame them. No, because, again, you're worried that Frank is just will flip on everyone. So, yeah, I don't. I yeah, mean, good they, point. They could have easily fucking killed him, though. And yeah, that, that was the thought going through his head constantly was, oh, I am probably next then. I mean, that's the way you clean up everything. Yep. But uh, kill the guy that killed the guy that killed the guy. But again, you know, uh, Pesci's character. That's how uh, they used to do it. Pesci's character gave him that ring yeah. at the end. So he was damn near untouchable that at that time. True. He was so high up. Three people had that ring. Yeah. And the only Irishman. Yes. And for them to ever even accept anyone that was outside of Italian was, it was crazy. Yeah. But it's something Robert De Niro's done in the past in Goodfellas. He was all, he was Irish also. Mm-hmm. And that's why he could never be made because you, you can't be made if you're, that's very if you're not full blood yeah. Italian. In uh, Casino, Goodfellas, or no. It was either Casino or Goodfellas. No, it was Goodfellas. Yeah. And yeah. actually, in every role, yeah, he's never a, a full-on Italian no, or whatever. No, he's not. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, it was... But that's how Robert De Niro is. Robert De Niro is half Irish, half Italian. Mm-hmm. So I think that comes from him being raised... And he was raised in New York, too, among just Italians. <laughs> <laughs> during uh, during uh, that time period. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of interesting to think about, is he was never... Uh, and this is the only role where they let him go all the way to the top. Of course, they weren't going to make him. They weren't going to make him a main man or whatever. No, of course not. But you got that sweet, giant, fucking cool. It was nice looking. It was, <laughs> it was like a decoder sweet. ring. Yeah. It looked like you could put maybe a compass on there or something. That thing was hefty. Yeah. Probably but, made a real gold, too, my guess. Oh, There's yeah, only three I'm sure around. not cheap enough. Yeah. yeah. I'm guessing uh, he had one. Harvey Caltera's character had one. And, and uh, Frank. Yeah. It never says who the other two is, but I'm guessing that's uh, the other guy that had one. But yeah, so he kills he kills Hoffa. Later on, a crew does end up coming and uh, incinerating his body and the and the fire. And we see it, mm-hmm. and I think that was something that Scorsese definitely wanted to make clear. Like this, this is how it happened. Yeah, <laughs> which is nuts because no which, one's you ever. Know, and I'd I'd believe it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that is what Frank said. He said they was uh, disintegrated. 
which is the best fucking way to kill anyone. And I figured if you're a mobster <laughs> back then, you would have just had an incinerator at your home well, or, or a, in a warehouse somewhere. Well, not, no, well, it wasn't even, even that. It was they ran uh, funeral homes. Yeah, well, there so, you go. <laughs> so they could just go into them and go, yeah, just, the, yeah. They did. They owned a lot of funeral homes. So, I mean, that's that's a good way to do it, for sure. But uh, There's a lot of money to be made on the dead. Oh, yeah. You know, those funeral homes make a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And who knows what kind of money they're making on the side. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll take care of that body. Give me $10,000. It's off the record. But it costs $20 in, of the propane you got to <laughs> exactly. use to burn the <laughs> to body. To burn the place? Yeah. I know, man. That's why you got to be scared of, like, funeral directors. Because they've seen They make shit. the perfect serial killer. One, they're great with dead people. They are really They can easily people. get rid of bodies. Yeah. No, no trace. I mean, you got it. It's alarming to think about. But you yeah. gotta be cautious. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to say, you know, we gotta arrest every funeral director, but you no. gotta be cautious. Yeah, but at the same time, be vigilant, be alert. <laughs> ask questions is yes. all I'm asking. Is all I'm telling you is ask questions. But uh, yeah, so they incinerate uh, Jimmy Hoffa, and Frank goes. Actually, Frank goes to the wedding first, which is. <laughs> You're not in a wedding mood at that point. Of course Weddings not. suck for one. Yeah. But everyone's just cheering and having a great time. And you, and you know, just murdered your best friend. Yeah. That's and even weird. having fucking Russ there also, and he's cheering like nothing happened. I mean, that's those guys. But again, that's what those guys did. Kill mm-hmm. guys one hour, and then... The next hour, they're celebrating with their family. They're dads. Or they're, they're just yeah. normal dads. They're normal guys again. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, that's what's scary is how they just turn it on and off. And that's what Anna Paquin's character hated she hated was the that. fact that he could go from that and yeah. then come and you got to act like he's just a regular dad now the fact you just saw him destroy a grocer's Man, hand that final scene though with peggy was heartbreaking he was just getting so much older and she still wanted nothing to do oh, with yeah. him she couldn't even look at him in the eyes you can't yeah and i understand it 100 percent. well yeah i know i mean just a guy i mean this you got to think you know oh he's he's only asking forgiveness now that he's at the end of his life Mm-hmm. You know, now he's scared of what's going to happen next. And now he's asking all this forgiveness, which is probably, which he, he even says, he's like, cause at the end, you know, when he's talking to the priest, he's like, do you feel any remorse? He's like, well, now that I'm here talking about it, he's like, but then he goes, no. Yeah. He goes, no, I don't. He's like, I never knew any of them. He's, he's like, what are the families? I didn't know their families either. <laughs> you don't have to know of personally a family to know that they're going to go through some shit once you kill their mm-hmm. goddamn Husband, but uh, but yeah, so he goes, he goes home to his family, and uh, his daughters are all sitting there, and uh, he's still, it's two days after Jimmy Alpha has been disappearing, it's mm-hmm. on the news and everything, but uh, but yeah, they uh, so they're all kind of worried, like, oh, your best friend has disappeared, and you haven't called his wife yet in two days. That's a fucking red flag. A big red flag, and everyone knows it though, so it's not big, but everyone's like, yeah, that's kind of odd, Frank. You know, keep up the appearance that you're a normal fucking guy. Exactly, and, please. But that's like, how you knew he was actually going effort. going through something because he he totally forgot about that. And then he does he he calls a scene. It's again the best acting Robert De Niro has done in probably twenty a years. A long time. It was really good. It, it was, was powerful so, too, man. Because it's just like being put in that situation would be the worst. And just the dialogue and everything felt so real with him struggling to get words to get out words, and him yeah. just, it, it's okay. It's, it, it's okay. And he just kept saying it and mm-hmm. saying it, trying to convince himself and convince the hysterical Joe Hoffa <laughs> was a powerful woman in her own right. Joe Hoffa was, she was getting shit done as well, but, uh, but yeah. And, uh, probably not so much after her husband died. 
Well, they end up fucking, even when he was alive, they end up firing her, remember? Oh, that's right, yep. That's when Hoffa got really pissed. He got pissed about that. Her $48,000 a year. Your salary, that's pretty yeah. good. Hell yeah. And that just goes to show you how little salaries have gone up, because that's a fucking good salary now in it our is. fucking day and age. So it that's is. just... Yeah, I, I thought, I'm like, man, $48,000, I'd be pissed too, even though he had a million dollars in the fucking bank. <laughs> but, uh... But yeah, he goes, and then we get, and then it, it keeps going, and it gets into his his retirement, and uh, or it gets into provincially they all go to jail. They all go to prison, yeah. But it's and they all start dying off one by like one, like anyone does in prison. You just fucking deteriorate. Mm-hmm. Your health goes from, I mean, sitting in a cold cell every day. That's gonna Especially happen to in anyone. Philadelphia <laughs> when you're locked up there. I mean, they were freezing out there in the cold. Oh yeah. But I liked it. how they were playing uh, a little bit hibachi, getting hibachi, a little hibachi yeah, game I in. Saw that. They were real. They uh, it's a fun game. Wheeled him in. I but love it, how Pesci was still a smart ass. Even then, he goes, "Yeah." Well, he goes, "You need to be locked in here another ten years to beat me." Yeah. <laughs> As he's like rolling the ball from his wheelchair. But it gets to that that fucking somber, somber mentality of just what that life does to you. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you. I mean, those guys, they all fucking died of cancer. They all end up. If you let, if you lived that long, they all fucking suffered. It's oh, almost yeah. like the universe getting a little bit payback just then. Mm-hmm. Fat Tony got prostate cancer. We he saw him did. get the colonoscopy. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go through one of those once a good. day. You got oh, fucking prostate brutal. cancer. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, Joe Pesci's character just deteriorated. They said, you know, he said they were all drugged up and they're all fucking loopy. They didn't. They don't let you use a fucking cane. Nope. Because they classify that as a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do you get around if you need a fucking wheelchair? Kid? Yeah, and then you got to have some guy wheel you, and the guard's not going to wheel you. You got to pay some fucking guy. Some to, nurse uh... or something to wheel you around. Well, they just had prisoners. It was probably just some other lower guy that got oh, yeah. in the mob. Yeah. But uh, eventually, though, you know, it, it's. Again, it's just putting that bow on what that life was. And what, this whole movie is just about how hard it is on that life. And uh, eventually, uh, Russ Buffalini, he, he goes to church one last time. He does. Or probably for the first time. For the first time and <laughs> the last, last time. He's like, I maybe want to ask for some forgiveness like, for some things. Remember about that guy that was also hung on the cross with uh, Christ? <laughs> and he asked for forgiveness and went to heaven? That's kind of what I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to do right now. So I'll see you in church. He did, and I love that scene, man. That was such a good scene, and uh, you just knew it was... It well, you was... hear Frank's uh, monologue, you know, going off, uh, yeah. voiceover, whatever. He goes, he and went he goes, to church, mm-hmm. he went to the hospital, and then, and then he, he never to, came back. Yeah, and then, then he, he went, went to the graveyard. Yeah. And let's just talk about them dipping fucking bread in wine. Disgusting. The 1950s diet was... What a crazy time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wet bread and I think that was the thing I was most surprised about it wasn't the shootings the killings it was it's just so gross dude that's back in the day wine. when they had like mayonnaise pie and yeah. shit like that where like, they're what are just... we doing here folks <laughs> they have it's zero taste just dipping whole chunks in red wine just soggy bread for one who the fuck loves soggy bread not me I'm not a fan <laughs> I mean I'm not dipping my my bread in milk you it's know so gross yeah they get Oh my god, that was uh, fucking disgusting. Was. They did it multiple times too throughout the movie. But I like their last scene of them uh, eating bread one last time in the in the the yard or whatever. They couldn't use wine, so they used grape juice or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it goes, you know, to the acting of Pesci. Pesci was, you know, shaking and whatnot, and it, he seemed completely out of it. And it kind of goes back. I don't, I don't know if this was supposed to be a um, kind of like a uh, a parallel there. 
but you, you look at the bread and the wine, you know, the last supper kind of thing. And that's kind of what I got out of that, where it was like the bread oh, yeah, and the wine for the last supper. And that was kind of their last supper, you know, and they were both or with, with, uh, Frank being a Catholic, you know, yeah. I was thinking, Oh, okay. Maybe there's some ties there. Maybe that's, it might have, it, it definitely, I mean, it's definitely possible. We know that Scorsese is not one to shy away with, uh, adding religious parallels. Well, no, you know, I mean, he, he literally did the temptation of Christ. And he wanted, he was going to be a priest mm-hmm. before he would got into filmmaking. He, he wanted, filmmaker, he wanted yeah. to be a priest. Yeah. He was going to school for that. And yeah, so he does. So I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. It's symbolizing because almost right at the start of their relationship, they break bet, they break bread and share wine mm-hmm. and everything like that. And they do the same thing at the end also. So exactly. I wouldn't, I didn't catch it the first time, but now you're saying it. Yeah. That, that definitely does make sense. Yeah. It's definitely, but uh, maybe the father and the son s kind of, kind of thing. Yep. Of, uh, because he was like a father to him. He, he didn't fucking raise him. And, uh, but yeah, the, and that was the end of their, I mean, because their entire life was mob life. So once you're not in the mob anymore, as someone that was in the mob for 30 years, it's, uh, there's no more life. No. You know, you're just waiting for death at that point. And, uh, and Pesci knew it. You know, Pesci wasn't going to wait around. I'm, sh- I mean, no. I'm sure it doesn't get into it, but it, to my inference, he, uh, he just ended it. I mean, mm-hmm. he got someone just to, to kill him, you know, in the, the infirmary or whatever, gave him too many pills or whatever. But because, you know, he gives him that little nod right before he goes, I'm going to church. And he yeah. smiles at him and he does. But it's such a great scene. It is. It is a good scene. Eventually, though, Frank ends up getting out, getting out of jail. What a crazy. He's definitely crazy. an old man at this point, though. He is. He definitely is. And they uh, and they de-age him for this. You know, they said they use no prosthetics or makeup or anything for this. Really? Which is wild. Yeah. That is insane. <laughs> it's wild. It's kind of sad though. He did they, and it was because old. the main the main thing that I read was Scorsese's thinking uh he's like after this there's going to be a lot less makeup and everything. Mm-hmm. And that's what he said. And that for Scorsese to say that, which is the guy that does everything by the book, he, he shoots his movies just like he shot in the 1970s. That was a big thing Pacino said. He's like shooting this movie it was like shooting in the 1970s. But yeah, for him to say that that's a that sucks. Yeah. For sure. But, uh, I mean, if I made a movie, I'd always use prosthetics still. Oh, yeah, for sure. Blood and gore and everything. Oh. Even even though. But for this kind of thing where you're just using uh, technology just for that little bit, just to add a little more depth to the film, I'm 100% mm-hmm. perfectly fine with. But, uh, but, yeah, so he's going around. He's making his amends, kind of. He's pick- trying to. Picking <laughs> out a casket from... Uh, Action Bronson. Did you know who that was? That gave bottom of the casket? No, I didn't. Yeah, he's a famous rapper. Action Bronson. Oh, okay. I like his rap a lot, actually. But uh, yeah, he sells him the casket, and it, it's kind of a funny moment because he's like, uh, most people he... don't go out and pick their own casket. No. <laughs> well, that was funny, too. He goes, who, who is this for? He goes, it's from me. Go, oh. Yeah. He goes, well, I can do 7.5. He goes, well, you can't go any cheaper on that? He goes, mm, okay, six, for you. Six, six cash, cash today. That Since you're taking it home today. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and then he goes and he tries to uh, talk to Anna Paquin, his lost daughter. He talks about yes. that day that he came home after the Hoffa killing. She never talked to him again because mm-hmm. she knew. Yeah. Everyone fucking knew. But, uh, but yeah, so, and I really, we didn't talk about that scene, but I like that scene where she just goes, why? And he goes, what do you mean? And she just says, why? Because you know she was asking, why did you kill him? Why did you kill him? But really, she was asking why. Uh, why do you not call yet? But uh, but yeah, and he goes. He goes to her job at a bank. He's using fucking uh, 
double double crutches double like crutches he's tiny crutches. tim in it yeah tiny <laughs> tim yeah yep. he's double crutching it looks real fucking sad yeah sad as hell but he goes tries to find his daughter and uh won't even look at her and he goes to his other daughter, and he's like, why? Well, what's going on? I don't know. And she's like, are you fucking serious? Come on, Frank. <laughs> Come on, you know why. It's this crazy thing where he almost, I mean, I knew he knew. He'd just been lying to himself for 30 years, thinking, oh, his family's got no idea what he's doing. I mean, it's it's the same. It reminds me of uh, Richard Kuklinski. Iceman. He was thinking he could he could go kill people and then come home and just, and then just be, be a normal average. When his fa- and when real in reality, his family life was just falling apart. They it was fucking awful. hated him. His his wife was terrified of him. Yeah, and his kids time. hated him too. Yeah. They knew that he was a psychopath. It's the same. I exact... read the Iceman, the book. Yes, all right. That yeah. book's wild. That's crazy. It's the same exact thing though. You know, you your family knows. You know, you can't hide something like that no. from them. You just fucking you can't. Not when that is your main career. Mm-hmm. Now, you might be able to hide from your family that you're a serial killer for a little bit. Because that's not your main job. You're not you know, going to clock it in. Can still, <laughs> you can still work a 40-hour I mean, week, B- I guess, BTK, he had a normal life. He mm-hmm. went and killed a lot of people. And, they actually, of and I believe that they actually had no idea. Yeah. But it wasn't his full-time job. <laughs> <laughs> like He wasn't coming home drenched in blood like what? fucking Frank was coming yeah, home. <laughs> Or Russ with his wife. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a when it's a full time job. Your family fucking they know. knows, and that's what's hard on him. And that's what none of these mobsters ever take into fucking consideration is how this is affecting their. They are uh, incredibly vain. Mm. I mean, that's I guess someone that kills people for a living. You have to have that disconnect from people. Oh but yeah. It's not good, man. If you're killing people, don't start a family. I would have to agree with that. I just can't. I can't. <laughs> just keep it to yourself. I can't condone it. Yeah, no. Go pass those genes what you, down. What are you teaching your children? Come on. What's even the process of that? Like, uh, I got a great job killing people. I got to bring more fucking I kids gotta, into I this world. I got to replenish the earth because I'm taking many away. <laughs> I guess, you know, I'm guessing all fairness. You this put back what strategy. you take out. Yes. Okay. You got to, you know, I got to I gotta pop one out for every fucking guy I'm killing, but I... Uh, no, the family isn't having it. And he does. He ends up dying alone. He does. In the retirement home. There's, I mean, his his wife died way earlier. Or his second wife died. We never fucking hear about the first wife again. Uh-uh. Who knows what the fuck happened to her. But, uh, but his second wife died early on, so she couldn't see him. But after that, he had, uh, he had no one. Even the kids that liked him weren't around. No, of course not. Because, you know, they liked him. Yeah. Probably because they were giving him free shit and whatnot. And it's your dad, but... Uh, you're not hanging out with him on his deathbed because you don't like him that fucking much. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, and he does. He ends up uh, the only one he has left is the priest at the very end. And again, maybe that's a parallel to you know well, it's obvious a parallel to religion, but uh, that's all he had at the very end. And it was just him trying to get into good graces of whatever is next on the other side. Yep. And he was trying hard. He was. He was probably talking to that priest life, every fucking was. day. Yeah. Even though he felt no remorse. But he felt like, you know, well, you got one last chance. You might as well try to get straight <laughs> to the just top. One more prayer. Yeah, one fuck, prayer. why not? But, uh, yeah, it's it's sad, too. It is sad. It is. Because you do end up feeling for this guy. That's a horrible, a weird way. horrible guy. Mm-hmm. But you end up feeling for him. And he does. He, uh, the last scene is just him uh, sitting in the hospice, I guess. And he tells the priest, he goes, don't shut the door. Yeah. I want the door shut all the way. I like just keep it open, open a little bit. Yeah, and that's probably because he feels so lonely. 
Oh, absolutely. That was my guess. Oh, that yeah. Was why, that's that was what why I got too. Yeah. Like yeah. even that small comfort of knowing that there's someone on the other side of that door just gives him. And it was it was true to Mara at the end. He was like, uh, he's like cremation's too final. It was funny. He kept saying he's like, <laughs> and burying's too final. Uh-huh. He's like, but if they put you in a building. <laughs> That building's got to stay there forever because it's a building. He can't tear down a building, <laughs> like, which is not very good logic no, at all. Not. I think. Being well, he was just lying. Be... Yeah, because he was just scared. You know, yeah, scared and of he death. Didn't, and death is the final. It it's is. the end. Scary, you know, yeah. so it is, it is scary. But for a guy like that and a guy didn't, who did so much bad, it's you even got to think it's ten times more scary because mm-hmm. you got to think it's either you're gonna go and there's nothing. Or you're going to go and there's going to be some kind of revenge on you. Yeah. And all these people that you killed are going to be fucking waiting there (laughs) when you get down to whatever hell you're going to. Hello, bucko. Yeah. We've been waiting a long long, long. time to see fucking Frank come through those doors. (laughs) That son of a bitch shot me six times (laughs) in the head. In my own fucking kitchen. I was cooking eggs. I was cooking mac and cheese. Come on. What are we doing? Son of a bitch. Bastard. But, uh, yeah, that's how it ends. He ends up, uh. Of course, he ends up uh, not being cremated, not being buried, putting into a, uh, what do they call him, mausoleum, mm-hmm. for no one to go and visit him, no. I'm guessing. But he will be there forever, and that's uh, that's not so final, I guess. I know the whole time I'm thinking, what does he think, he's coming back? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think, like, once, his, once his body's gone, I can't come back or something? <laughs> Keep my body around. I'm coming back. I for guarantee that shit. people do probably visit his gravesite though, out of curiosity to see where Frank yeah. Sherman died. Oh yeah. Although he's not still that well known, he doesn't. But I mean, after this movie, maybe. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. But I'm sure probably right now. I don't even think you can just walk into a mausoleum. I think it's still kind of private. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, for oh, mausoleums wow. at least, I think okay. you. But uh. But yeah, you know that was a. Uh, yeah, on his Wikipedia page, doesn't have a picture. I was just no, it. it doesn't. It doesn't, which is so crazy to me it's that wild. it doesn't have one single picture of Frank. But again, it adds to the fact that he stayed so off the grid for so long to the point where you know, because we saw Jimmy Hoffa made him. Yeah, where we saw the point where Jimmy Hoffa made him stay in the same room as him because he didn't want him on the books ever. Uh-huh. So he literally, and that was the way he was able to kill people and then also still be a president of a fucking chapter. He just flew under the radar forever. No one so fucking knew wild. Him. Yeah. And he was also 6'4 in real life. Yeah, he's a big guy, I can tell, based on these he, pictures. He's six inches taller than Robert Nero is in real life. Jeez. They said they used platforms and a, a trick perspective to make him look bigger. In the film, but he doesn't look six four in this. Joe Pesci looks pretty close to Russell, though. Oh, they did a great fucking yeah, job, they did. for sure. Yeah. And uh, I know I've seen pictures of Jimmy Hoffa, Al Pacino. They did a good job of making him look like Jimmy Hoffa. I thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, he kind of naturally looks yeah. like Jimmy Hoffa. Well, Mason, that was it. That was our three and a half adventure to Portland to see The Irishman before it comes out a On week in, a week in advance. Yeah. We saw it, and it was. This was a movie that we had to see. I There wasn't a chance I wasn't going to go see this in the theater. This is a movie I did not want to go see at home and watch on just a regular fucking No, we series. had to see it on the big screen. Oh, yeah. And I got to yeah. say, like, that, that theater was cool. The whole experience was fun. Oh, yeah. Like, the theater experience was fun, and, like, the movie was incredible. It was. It was, it was really one of... Uh, yeah. It's hard for me not to... Because it's just peak cinema bliss it is i mean if you <laughs> love is. if I mean, 
Not even if you love film, but I mean, if you really love film, then it's everything you love well, about film. And, and I think initially you thought I was joking, but I kind of was serious. I was like, "Hey, you want to go and watch the second showing?" Yeah, and like, I probably, I, I, if I didn't have to get up in the morning, I, I probably would have. I would have like sat it, right back sat, and, yeah, and, and watched down it and watched all it again, all again. And that's what I can't wait for it to come out on Netflix. Yeah, like just to be able to sit through that whole thing again and just watch it and watch like, it. It's yeah, good. It's really. I can't good. wait for the director's cut to come out and it'd be four hours, four and a half hours. Yeah. yeah. Because the original cut they said was four hours plus. I crazy pray to God there is a director's. Cut. I know, especially I doubt them, it because it's already three hours long. Yeah, but especially the the fact that it's the last one. Just release a director's cut. Yeah, let us see it. Absolutely, you know, we got to think this is this is possibly gonna be the last great gangster film. I have no no uh, idea why that could be, but I mean. There could it's, be not, it's a good possibility because there there's be no not, one who can really do it like unless Martin. someone comes around and just revamps the entire gangster genre because mm-hmm. the gangster film right now is dying. You know we don't see a lot of it. I know and I love them. They're my favorite. I do. Yeah, mobster films yeah. and like mid or and then like uh, medieval films. Are I my love. Favorite. I love. I love mobster films because yeah. it's just. I don't know. It's hard not to glorify <laughs> what they're doing. You know, you just kind of want to be a part of it. But but it's also showing them that they're human beings too. Oh yeah, and I don't I don't think it's the violence and it's the murder that makes people want to be part of it. I think uh, it's it's the closeness. It's yes, that once you're in that, that, you're untouchable in your family. And mm-hmm. so and and the guy next to you is willing to, you know, go fucking go beat the shit out of someone just to protect. It's you. the same philosophy as anything else in life. We are naturally tribalistic human beings. Oh yeah. Right, so it's how they you, get people in the KKK. Well, yeah. <laughs> they say, "Come on, yeah. this is a family." And yeah. that's, it really is, and that's why they prey on single men mm-hmm. that are don't have any family. Exactly. But yeah, you're right. It's you think about like, like being yeah. on a football team. Yeah. If you're all brothers. You'll fight the other guy, even if your guy was wrong. You yeah. know, you'll still get in a scuffle with someone else. But or it's, the the military too. Oh yeah. But it's the know? closeness of just how tight knit. How we all know how tight knit the mob is. Mm-hmm. How it's impossible to get in it, and once you're in it, it's impossible to get out. You can't get out. Everyone knows. Just that's when you think of mob, you think of just that tight, tight association. How they didn't let anyone in that was all from the outside or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's what really fucking draws, at least me. Oh yeah. What draws me into it, you know just being part of something, something big, and knowing that you're just uh, a step above everyone else. <laughs> I mean, just really knowing that there's no cops, there's no fucking. No, you're, Amy, a there's no above, you're above the law. I mean, come on. Come on. There's something, uh, yeah, something, magical something about poetic it. about that. <laughs> yes. In my opinion, is uh, it's just something that it's something now that only only politicians and businessmen have now. Mm. There's and no, CEOs. At least back in the mob, it felt like, oh my god, almost anyone can do this. Can um, almost be. You in. work from rags to riches. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah, yeah, you know, you're Frank. You go and be in the army. Well, why you kill enough people and they they just get you a job? But now it just seems like there's no chance for yeah, us. You gotta have a PhD and so. Or your family has to have a hundred years of corruption behind their belt. Yeah, yeah before you can get people. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you gotta be rich already. You know, you gotta be built into it already. But uh, we need to start up another mob woodland mafia. I'm down. <laughs> just start running. The, the WM. Yeah. The WM. problem is, it's just, everything's just so easy to get now. It is. You know, before you had to, if you want something illegal, you want free cable or something, you had to go with a mob. Now you just download something on your computer. <laughs> you just pirate. I mean, we're basically, everyone's basically pirates. <laughs> no, everyone's basically in the mob already. But I know. Yeah. Not enough illegal uh, shit going no, on. No, there's not. And you can't like 
pay people for protection anymore. They're like, yeah. we just have, we actually pay. They're already extorting money from us, taxes, mm-hmm. <laughs> paying for these people. Well, yeah, yeah, you pay, you pay your income tax, your sales tax, yeah. your property tax. For people to protect you. Yeah. It's just the mob. It's just the mob. It's just, yeah, yeah, the it's, mob is just under the uh, the banner of the government. Of the government, yeah. yeah. It's the same fucking thing. We're still getting screwed. We are. Unless you're the one screwing people. Screwing people. other people. Well, then it works. <laughs> well, Mace, that was it. How that do you was feel? Fun. I feel uh, I feel like uh, that was totally worth it. Is what I feel. Oh yeah, absolutely. In every in every sense of the word, like that. I know. Was... I had there's it was one of those movies where there's so much hype going into it mm-hmm. for me, and and that was the biggest thing. Did and it I pay was off? so nervous about that too, mm-hmm. and I, and I think it paid off one hundred percent. And usually it never does for me. It never does. And this this too, like we've talked about this now for almost two hours, but. Still, like, I think if we would have had a second viewing, yeah, there's so much more we, we could have about talked about. Because we skipped over we a skipped lot. We skipped over a lot of stuff. <laughs> there was a lot of killings and everything that we skipped uh-huh. over that we had to skip over, yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's one of those movies where, like, it it, it deserves at least two viewings. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is one that I might buy DVD, Blu-ray, because I just want those special features. Mm-hmm. I want to see the behind the scenes of all yeah. that. I want one last Yeah, fucking... it might be the one I do, too. Even yeah. though I don't even own a DVD player, but... Because or you, Blu-ray. Yeah, because it sucks that you... They need to start putting special features on like Netflix. Yeah, they do. As an option. Like, uh-huh. The only way you can get that is to get the DVD. And I really just more time with these characters is all I want. <laughs> and I want to see what those guys, because it must be just so fucking fun behind the camera. I know. I wish they would do like behind the scenes, how they all hang out and stuff like that. Because yeah. you know they do. I want to see a three hour 40, documentary of how this movie was. Because this movie was, Scorsese was trying to make this movie for like It was in development hair, hell yeah. since 2014. I already had the, he had the idea in 2007. Yeah, the idea. But I mean like yeah, when and he was still like couldn't get it made. Get yeah, it and he done. still couldn't get it made. Yeah. yeah. And it went through hell even when he was when it got greenlit mm-hmm. because Paramount backed out. Yep. They said it was too expensive. Yeah, so it it's so odd to me that this was a struggle to yeah. get made after seeing it, especially. But that's the thing. Like they'd rather make these wonky ass hour and thirty long minutes minute, uh, where you can show nine showings, right? Or a bunch of fast cars and and even if you get one tenth of the vehicles. people, you're still making more money because of. And we saw the fucking at the Hollywood theater. They could only do two showings. I know, because the movie was so long. Yeah. Which yeah. <laughs> is crazy. So worth it. It's fucking worth it. Oh, it worth is worth it. it. Yeah. I would advise it's anyone, cinema, I would, if you're, I would say if you're within an hour driving's distance, I would advise anyone to, to take the drive and go and see it. Yes. I totally agree. Maybe with anything that. longer than an hour, it might, that might be too much of a drive. You might, but it's, it's definitely worth it. If you're within driving distance of an hour or something, I would go to the nearest big city because they're not going to be showing it out fucking anywhere. No. This was the closest, yeah, the closest theater to us was 45 minutes away in our old hick town. But uh, yeah, should we give our review? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know. I think we're probably going to have similar reviews. Yeah, we'll, have a, we'll <laughs> definitely have a similar one. I mean, you know, I. I, I hated this film. Yeah, same. Couldn't stand it. Uh, couldn't stand talking about it. It was awful. No, I, I'll, I'll make it short, simple to the point, because I think if you've listened to this now for two hours, you know exactly where we stand on it. But uh, Martin Scorsese will always be one of my favorite directors, if not my favorite director of all time. I love the mobster movies, and I really pray that somehow someone is able to, to capture what he does so well in these mobster films with, with the storytelling, the pacing. I mean, you're talking about a three-and-a-half-hour movie that felt maybe two hours at most. 
but it, yeah. it, it but it it was like all like the editing everything was just so good that it was such a well-paced story that it did not feel like three and a half hours at all yeah i checked my phone one time and i was shocked to realize that we had already watched three hours <laughs> That's the thing. i, I didn't was like I thought we were like an hour and 20 minutes and That's, I checked yeah. my phone. And I was like, Oh my God, it's three hours. This movie's almost over. That's like, is even when I had to go to the bathroom, which I had to go, uh, I didn't even check my phone. I didn't even think about it. You know, no, I didn't, I didn't, check my phone it, for it that didn't either. even, I yeah. wasn't sure if we've been there for an hour, if we've been there for three hours, I, I wasn't really sure. And that's a sign of a great film. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, when, when you're, you when your time. audience is literally just mesmerized, yeah. captivated by the story. Uh, so for me, I mean, this is, this is, uh, this is, an amazing film. Yeah. I, I recommend going and see it. I gave this movie an A+. Plus. I loved it. <laughs> now, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I had to score it, yeah. yeah. A+, plus, man. Yeah. We, had, we we didn't even really uh, dive into like the cinematography or nope. the score or we anything. We talk about any of that. And it was all, the cinematography was amazing. Uh, Scorsese does those over-the-shoulder shots that are just fucking phenomenal. And he does the shots when they're driving in cars. And the score was also, the score was just... The score I, was good, too. How I describe it is fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, at some points, especially when he's driving around the car, you get that upbeat piano. That do, yeah. Do, 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 and then yeah. those other moments where it was like... Vroom, vroom, yeah, vroom, yeah. You got a deep the like, reverb uh, or whatever. Shello, right? Yeah. Or whatever it is. Yeah. But yeah, the score was, it was fun. And it was, uh, and the cinematography was amazing. And again, you just felt like you were sucked into whatever time that at that point it was in but uh yeah i gave it an a it's you know it's it's obvious yeah i don't think i mean it's gonna it's gonna make the top 10 this year for sure and i just see this in uh award contention whatsoever yeah what do you what do you think what do you think uh do you think scorsese will get nominated for best director he'll get nominated for best director it will get nominated for best adapted screenplay because it was adapted from a book yes it'll get nominated for that i predict you gotta give Pesci a, a nom, right? His last movie. You gotta give Pesci you have to. for I mean, best how do you supporting. Not, yeah, how do you not give him at least a nomination for this? And honestly, I would make the argument for uh, De Niro as well for best actor. Yep, for well, yes, not yeah, for supporting. Yeah. He's obviously the main role, but I mean for the main role. Oh, like, I think uh, he'll get nominated for, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, but I think it's gonna be really hard not to give Pesci another Oscar. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be fucking hard. Yeah. And it was so. And it's always it hard. Wasn't pe- I mean, it was Pesci, obviously, but it wasn't Pesci. No, it like, wasn't. He actually really had to play Russ. Oh yeah. In a, in a complete different. He way. He wasn't playing that just hot-headed, uh, insane, which is always amazing too. I mean, because because for one, Joe Pesci in real life is nothing like that. So he's mm. that's just how good of actor he is. Exactly. But yeah, and this this showed his range by showing that he doesn't need to play that character. He can play a completely different character and be just as captivating. Yeah, just crush it. Knock it out of the park. Yeah, and it, fucking, what's it been, fucking 20-some years since he acted last? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been in retirement for I want to see, again, I want to see that behind the scenes of his first scene because I'm sure once he gets on set, it's just like riding a bike. Uh-huh. It's and just his right la- his back. His eyes dude. probably just lit yeah. up. And he's just I mean? right back. He's home, you know? Mm-hmm. He's fucking... Even though they had to beg him to do this. Come back over 50 times. Beg him to do this. But again, I want to see those behind the scenes. I know. Because that first scene, I mean, that first scene that they shot with them, I'm sure it was probably just silence. It would have been a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. It would have been awesome. But uh, it would have been terrifying to work with them, though. If you were an actor that didn't work a lot and you had a scene with them. Imagine how intimidating. Oh, that's that what is. Uh, the comedian Sebastian uh, Monoscello, whatever his name is. Uh, I saw an interview with him with because uh, him and Theo Vaughn and all them, mm-hmm. they're really good friends because they all do the 
the fighter com- and the, or not the fighter and the kid, the king and the sting and well, all. Well, they all podcasts. do. Uh, they all live by the comedy store, and that's where well, everyone course, yeah, does their stand up, and that's mm-hmm. where Sebastian does his. But he said it was it was going on there. He's like, I just stayed in my place. He's like, I went on there. He's like Pesci and Pacino and De Niro and Scorsese. He's like, they're all best friends. They're hanging out the entire time. He's like, I just stayed away. He's like, I don't even want to go in there because you don't you don't want to go in there and try to act like an asshole and be. Like, I love your movies and all that. You don't want. Yeah, you don't want to be a fanboy either. You, you <laughs> no, want to be not as professional all, no. as possible, always on set. Yep. But it is one of those things where it's like, even if you be standing so nervous, next though. to them, though, you have me so nervous. Is worth it. Oh yeah, it's so worth it. I would. I'm sorry. This is like one scenario where like I'm. I would always be a professional, but I would just try to just even if I could just hear a sliver of whatever they're saying. Oh yeah, one, absolutely. One piece. Well, you of have scenes with them still, but but yeah, that's what you saw me. Right. He's like you would have a scene, and like they would go in their corner, and then mm-hmm. you'd go in your corner because yeah. I mean they're not there to make fucking friends, no, especially at that not. point in their age. No, they <laughs> don't give their a lives. fuck about you. Yeah. And I saw, which you know, and I've been watching all the interviews because they all do. You know, you do press after a movie and whatnot, and they are they're they you can tell they're best friends. Oh, yeah. Pesci doesn't do any press, <laughs> but Pacino, De Niro, and Scorsese all go uh-huh. out, and they're just fucking their best friends. Absolutely. So it's. It was cool, but it's it's got to be fucking intimidating. Extremely intimidating. I couldn't even imagine. I wouldn't sleep a fucking for the if I got the part. I I'd wouldn't sleep ha- for the next months. I well, you'd be you you would uh, you'd be so you, nervous. You wouldn't sleep from excitement. <laughs> and then when you realize that date gets closer to your shoot date, and then you you'd wouldn't be like, sleep I w- because you're so damn. And nervous. you'd be regretting. You're like, I wish I just never got this fucking role. I know because you're just second guessing everything <laughs> yeah. you do. You take a step. You're like, oh, should I step this, bigger? Smaller? All these guys have been acting for. 50 plus years. And so they it's ain't like... got time for your bullshit. They ain't got time for your screw ups. Get it right. No, kid. and they're not fu- They're not making any fucking rookie mistakes. They're not fubbing lines or probably. They're not missing they... their mark or no. nothing. They're going they're on there. They know long. exactly where they're standing. Where they're... And I'd be going, fuck. I'd be and so nervous, man. Man, that'd be terrifying. It, but it would be sometimes, though, like when you're in those very terrifying moments, that's when you shine the bright. Oh, yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> A lot of times, I'd say for like actors, especially when when someone when someone's well, at yeah. a certain level Hopefully, of yeah. acting, it brings you up. But uh, oh, absolutely. But uh, Sebastian, I keep talking about it. This is his second film. His first film was Green Book. He was in okay, Green Book. That, that fucking <laughs> kind of pisses me off a little bit, if I'm honest. Well, he's his been second film he's was been with doing the stand- great Martin Scorsese. Well, he's been doing stand up for thirty years. So he's definitely put his work okay, in. That okay, way. he's put his work in as a comedian. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shade him for that. Not well, at comedians all. always just their next but step is acting. Shit, Anyways, that that's makes always me the mad. Movie. That pisses me off. Second, I'm role, a little bitter about. The first that. one was Green Book. Yeah, which is uh, Oscar uh, <laughs> award winning film. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So he's had one for best picture. Yeah. And you're also not a fucking full blooded Italian. I think that would help you land a few more mobster roles. I think so. I think if that's a very full, valid point. He's very, very much. So he very really valid. fits into that role pretty good. <laughs> he's definitely getting typecasted as well, because yes. that's the same. But uh, typecast me all fucking day. Hell, I'm down for it. If you're putting me with Vigo Mortensen in my first role, and then Robert De Niro and Al Pacino in my second role. Come on. I'm not ever acting again, because yeah. you're just going to, what are you going to do? What do you do after that? <laughs> You're on a Tylenol yeah, commercial because yeah. what else what else is there to do You're all right the top of the game this has gone long enough i think all righty uh well uh if you liked what you saw here on youtube be sure to like the video comment below what you think of the irishman uh be sure to subscribe to our channel hit the little uh bell notification uh, you can find our uh twitter or uh, you can find our social media pages twitter seen it podcast cash is on twitter that's just cash instagram have you seen it facebook have you seen it have you seen a podcast you can find our podcast on all auto audio formats spotify itunes soundcloud google play and stitcher my name is mason knight that is cash krause and until next time bye